At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This episode of an unexpected podcast is brought to you by David Fogel. Thank you. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. Was I off key? That was really. No, I thought you hard. were solid. Right was on. Was I on? Pretty okay. good. Pretty good. La, la, hey, yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week we are drawing swords together as we cover Helm's Deep as a part of our journey through Middle Earth. Yeah, a little art project we're doing. Drawing swords. We're drawing them. Yeah, up on the. Yeah. I'm doing colored pencils. That's a great meme. I forgot about that. Yeah. Good call. Let this be the hour. You are. You're so clever. Yeah. Thought of that on your own, didn't you? If only we could, uh, like. Photoshop, you know, Theoden out and put Aomer in there. Right. Makes sense, wouldn't it? Jeez. So much more sense. Makes so much more sense. As you're a little sweaty, are you okay? Dude, I'm perspiring. What happened? I don't even know. The chicken? The chicken in you? No, I literally just, I don't know what. No, I mean, like the chicken that we ate. I'm not calling you a chicken. No, uh, (laughs) is it the chicken in you? (laughs) Oh, that's funny. It's the roosters, right? Carolina Gold? It's actually not that. I don't know what it is. I'm actually feeling good, by the way. Um, really solid health wise uh, right now. So, um, other than the, I just right beforehand, my, my, my glasses were fogging up and I spent about 20 minutes trying to it get was them a thumbprint guys. It was a thumbprint. There was a I fog. Couldn't figure it out. It was a smudge. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? you uh, what's what you are? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, man. Okay. Doing good. Uh, right. we're jumping the gun here. We're getting a quick counsel before we even should. That's my fault guys. Uh, table contents today. We actually just have one cool little special, announcement uh slash plug slash sort of uh commercial i guess really um it's really exciting uh you know as it's well christmas shopping is it's pretty much here yeah uh there's there's no getting around it it's that time of year now we skip over thanksgiving and it's right to the holidays um i'm the worst at giving gifts i usually end up giving gifts that only i would want and i don't know if you know this but i'm a bit of a leather daddy Okay. So I guess if you're like me or you're getting a gift for someone like me, you're in luck. Because one of our uppers, Travis Sigler, actually has a leather crafting company. Weird. Yes, I pronounced it correctly. Leatherworks and Meadery out in Oregon. Did you know this? Wow. No. He's got some amazing, awesome creations he's crafted. A lot of uh, Tolkien-inspired pieces as well. 
Well, Travis came to us and he wants to offer you guys an exclusive promotion. Okay. He has handcrafted unexpected podcast coasters made from leather in the colorway of our logo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Pretty amazing. Exclusive just for the book club. All you have to do is you have to go to his website, type in the promo code UPWEIRD, U-P-W-Y-R-D, and uh, you can get this uh, this coaster for 10 bucks, free shipping. How That's awesome is that? That's pretty solid. Weirdleatherandmead.com. Weirdleatherandmead.com. W-Y-R-D. Use that promo code and uh, enjoy that little awesome uh, I- special... Yeah. Uh, uh, handmade craft. And actually, they, they just posted this in the group. There's a yes. picture, and it looks uh, awesome. It's incredible. It's fantastic. I think I need to get one. Yes? Yeah. You too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, it's so simple. Even a ho-ho hobbit could do it. <laughs> um, also, uh, they are getting a metery up and running, too. They have a Kickstarter. So go and, oh, and really? search uh, Weird Metery Kickstarter. Jump in there. They're really close to accomplishing their goal. I think they only need like three grand and they're like two and a half thousand. So if you feel like, uh, you know, doing something unique for the holiday season, gifting that, uh, it, it'd make a big difference to Travis for sure. Yeah, so that's awesome. Really cool. Awesome. Awesome offer. Pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, jump into some quick counsel, my friend. How are you? Are you uh, ready for yeah, Christmas? I'm doing well. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, kind of ready. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. I'm ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do. I feel like we do skip right over. You it's know? pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah. We were talking about this um, in our Discord chat earlier, yeah. and it's like, you know, the stores are playing the Christmas music. You know, we just, it's, it's, gets skipped right over, you know? It is one of the holiday. I understand the holiday season, right? Is, is, is from Thanksgiving to Christmas. I get that. But man, yeah. Let's let, let's let it breathe. Let baby. It breathe yeah. Let, you know, let us have our, our time to be thankful and, you know, uh, be with family and the actually the, the the actual important thing, you know. Have some turkey Thinking, and pumpkin uh, pie. Is that what we do? Pass out, watch some football. Yeah, all the above. Uh, you you make anything like? Uh, what, do you have any weird? I was asking my kids this today. Do you have any weird like traditions that you guys do for Thanksgiving? Anything special you make that maybe no one else makes food wise or things that you guys do? Uh, weird? Nah, I mean, I mean unique. I don't mean. Unique. I don't mean weird like weird leather works. I mean like oh, unique. just unique to like uh, well, just things things we do every year. You mean yeah? Not really. Uh, everybody kind of makes the same dish. Okay, you know, like my dad will make his uh, macaroni salad. You know, <sighs> yeah, and sometimes he makes the potato salad too. Yeah, he's good at those. He's really good at those two things. Do you guys like uh, to kick off Thanksgiving? Does like someone take a spoonful of mashed potatoes and throw it at someone else or? Anything like that? No, no. Uh, that's nothing strange. No, that's nothing. Uh-uh. We don't either. But um, uh, something I've gotten into doing recently, actually, since we got our house, yeah, is I always try to make uh, I make clams, clams. Get some get some uh, clams from Kroger. Crack them open with my clam knife. Pour some butter and lemon juice in them. There's a special Let knife. Let them broil. I put uh, Parmesan cheese over it too. Oh yeah, oh yeah, bud. Making that up? No. And then I, I eat these. No one else really eats them, but it's my deal because I think, you know what, the, the pilgrims and the Native Americans for sure would have had clams okay. you know, out right. there in Massachusetts. And so I enjoy a little bit of that. I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. What else would they have had? You know, what are some other, the, you mean, corn? Probably. Big thing, corn? Probably. You know? And we should know this because we're teachers. I don't teach um, this unit. You don't teach Thanksgiving, bro? 
No. What is wrong with high school these days? <laughs> no wonder they're lot, not grateful. Lots going uh, on. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I, all I know is that when we learned it as kids, it was all wrong. <laughs> Everything we learned was wrong. Pretty much. Um, it's okay. And uh, the, the, the truth is way more fascinating. I do know that the pilgrims, uh, actually, they didn't wear like, you know, black and grays. One of my, my a fourth grade teacher at my school taught me this. They actually had really, really colorful garments. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had like rich dyes that they used and they would wear bright purples and wow. um, oranges and greens. And like, they looked like Tom Bombadil out there, man. <laughs> Just colorful, colorful and uh, really uh, happy people. Yeah. So I got a question yeah. for you. What, would there be any like, um, what's the, like in Middle Earth, were there holidays? You know I mean? There were some uh, types of Doran's holidays. Day yeah. is one. Uh, another one is I'm trying to think um, of what the hob- you know things they would uh, sell like a festival old Tuke's Day. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's one, but it should be Bilbo's birthday. Right, sure. Old Mad Baggins, probably. old Mad Baggins dashing yeah. off into the wild, disappearing. Really, the disappearance of old Mad Baggins. Uh, yeah, it's a good question, man. I don't know. I you know, just... I'm guessing they're probably the way Tolkien did it, and I'm thinking about Emma Rose, how she enlightened us on this. Yeah, probably would be like the uh, the ancestors of our current holidays. You know. Okay. A lot of them, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe they worshipped, you know, the solstice and all that stuff. Yeah, the I'm just sun. Yeah, I bet you like a midsummer Midsummer's Eve thing. You yeah, know? That's, yeah, yeah. Shakespeare. Harvest festivals, <laughs> stuff like that. You said during We're just the day. hobbits, guys. We don't know. Wait, I, do, fill us in. Fill us in, guys. Fill us know? in. Who's Phyllis? I was gonna ask you. <laughs> I was gonna ask you. Sits across from Stanley. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> I'm learning all about that now. Yeah. Uh you want to get into some drop and eaves? Yeah, that let's, cool if we just yep. get right into this. Let's do it. Um, TV show news, not a whole lot going on. Uh, they're on Thanksgiving break for the past six months. Um, Tolkien biopic, nothing going on there that I've been able to see. Um, uh, next six months, though, guys, I'm telling you, I've been telling you for two weeks now. So I guess next five and a half months, it will be out. I have inside information. Right. I've been given a tip and uh, expect it by what, what's five and a half months from now. Expect it by Easter time. You know, okay. here's the thing. Easter with Tolkien. Yeah. What other drop and eaves situations do we have going on? You know what I mean? Like, it's not just, you know what I'm saying? Like, have you been listening across the fence or under the hedge there? <laughs> like, what's going I mean, like, you know, Amanda, is there stuff? Is there gossip in the town? I'm just, oh, oh, well, we could get into that. You I'm guys just teasing. I'm just teasing. Well, I that's think, you know, kind of an interesting thing. We're getting a uh, we're getting a restaurant finally. We're getting our own Green Dragon, which is really exciting. Yeah, so they're working on that. Yeah, almost. it's I mean they've been working on it for like six months or so. So our postmaster, guys, how tell me how shyer this is. Our postmaster is opening a restaurant. Yeah, with his wife. She was a uh, in education and um, recently she's always wanted to have a restaurant in Amanda. So she kind of stopped her job and they are building this restaurant. It's called the Village. Uh, food and spirits. That's wow. it. Uh, cool little, uh, I think it's like metal siding with a little brick facade. Yeah. In the back, there's two garage doors that are going to open up. Oh, really? For the summertime out on a patio. It's going to be awesome. Because right now, guys, if you want food to eat in Amanda, you go to Christie's Pizza and you go down to the carryout. That's it. That's it. That's it. Or you got to go to Lancaster or Circleville. Those yep. are your options. And, or mushrooms um, in the backyard. Or yeah. mushrooms in which literally grow in the backyard here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but this will be really, really cool. I think that we've even talked about, um, you know, like instead of how we usually get carry out before we podcast, that we should probably just, 
when it's open, meet down there. Yeah. Get some dinner there. Catch the gossip of absolutely. You know, the, the little town, shire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See what's and, going on. And get over here and and, and uh, we've meet got more people club. in this town listening to us now. Yes, we do. Actually, surprisingly, I don't know if I told you this, Tracy. Yeah. Down at the carryout. So shout out to to Tracy and Cassius, her son. Yeah. Um, they they run the carryout down there. Yeah. Now, the carryout is, I mean, it's our gas station. It's a little convenience store. Like I said, the pizza place is right there. It's got everything. Reminds me of the uh, the dairies and the carryouts in New Zealand. It's amazing. Yeah. Lifeblood, you know. And uh, we were down there. I think we were getting soda or something. Yeah. Typical. We're never going to. Didn't we vow over a flame to never drink pop again? No, what you're talking about. All things in moderation, guys. We've learned that. Um, so we <laughs> went down there and we were just kind of talking to Tracy and, and right. she was like, oh, I like Lord of the Rings. I was like, what? Really? I was like, well, we're getting ready to, you know, talk Lord of the Rings for the next three hours. And um, she's like, all right. She said, jot it down. I'll, I'll listen to it. She said she listened to it. She said she wants a video. Yeah. And that okay. got us. T- yeah. She's like, I want to see you guys. And Sarah, I told Sarah that she's like, well, she could just like literally just walk down, the walk down and walk. Yep. you guys are doing it long enough. You, she could watch. That didn't sound right. Um, but but um, it's, uh, uh, I said, maybe we need to get you on there. Tracy, you and Cash. She's like, no, no. She, I just want to see it. So yeah. we were talking and, and who knows, maybe for a special episode upcoming, we'll, we'll videotape it, put it on YouTube. Yeah. I've not run this by Ezra. I don't care. I think we need to make it happen. No, I actually, um, I have a, I have a, we can do a double camera. I actually got a situation set up where mm-hmm. we can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that'd be cool. You can have your own camera because I know you need it. Uh, I meant that as in like you like your own camera time. <laughs> hey, sorry if you just heard me chugging a bottle of water there too. Like, I just got guys are sweating parched. over here, guys. I don't know what's going on. I I think I'm he, not sweating. Any, I'm not I sweating. He's on the edge of battle. He feels the I'm battle not coming. Sweating. Uh, yeah. In other corners of Middle Earth, Billy Boyd's on his way to a distant land where there's lots of things and people and all sorts of stuff. And you don't know. Wow, I just went to a British accent. I was had a strong I, Irish thing going, and then whatever. <laughs> anyway, Billy Boyd's on his way to a very special place. He was with Charlotte, and he kind of got hijacked. Yeah, if I can say that, right? And uh, on his way to another place. So, poll results, I guess. Oh, we're not Sorry, guys, where. we're not gonna say where it's going. Uh, do we want to tease that? Yeah, it's going somewhere very special. Land down under, mate. There you go. So, well, you don't know which land. We don't know which one. Could be Antarctica too. That's right. Well, you got to get permission to go there. Uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Not a whole lot of news there, sorry. Um, but we do have poll results. After hearing the language of the Rohirrim reference this chapter, if you had to choose between the two, would you rather be fluent in Rohiric or Elvish? Any, you know, Quenya, Sindarin, what, all those different variations. 155 of you voted. Guys, the voting game has been strong. I remember when I used to get excited about like 80 votes. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I know. I'd see 80 oh, votes. I'll be like, yes, cool. People are engaged. I think for the past three weeks, it's been 150 plus. You guys are right. bringing it, man. Yeah. Um, so Rohiric, 25%. Elvish, 75%. And I think what people were kind of saying, were, they were like, you know, Rohiric is pretty similar to Old English. So maybe so, not different enough. You know, I'd rather be fluent in Elvish, which is just so kind of, I don't know, beautiful and... And complex and all this stuff. So, I voted Rohirric. Uh, as what did you what did you get for? But, I voted Rohirric as well. Okay. Are you proud and, of me? Uh, yeah, Kurt Jones or it, it might have been Kelly because she's a big uh, AO1 fan. Was really trying to rally the troops. You know, come on, where are my my fellow Rohirrim? Yeah. You know, Good where are you? Yeah, 
I think so. it'd be kind of cool. I don't know. I'm also into uh, old English type of stuff. What? Don't what? you speak old English on dates and stuff? I've heard you. I do sometimes yeah. to the ladies and I whatnot. Just, that's that's how I start. I just start talking. Yeah, yeah, out you go. And that was German, I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was right. of, I'm trying to think of uh, Beowulf. My old Beowulf. Uh, there's. A, um, hold on. We moving on here. Well, hold on, hold on. Here's a. Um, you got a little oh. sample. Oh crap! It's uh. Hot was good kinig. I think it's called of a mouse. It's uh. Of like, mice and men, I think is what you're thinking. Right, but of. it's based on the play. The best laid uh schemes of mice and men of um often go, yeah. No, I'll find it later. I yeah. think that's English. Wait, wait, yeah, that was English. <laughs> Absolutely was. What it brings to I I had a yeah. Never mind. Moving on. Any of you who have been around England a long time and speak old English. Uh, get it? Been around. I get they're, it. They're old and they're That's from funny. England. Uh, let us know uh, how we did. <laughs> All right, let's get into the reread, guys. All right, yeah, please. This is fun. This is Goodness. really fun. We are getting into an incredible chapter here, guys. I don't are know we? if you know this. I'm sure you do because you've read it. Helms Deep. Wow. I'm overwhelmed. What? You're overwhelmed. <laughs> Stop it. Your Helm Over Heels? You're... Is that the name game too early? This is Helm over heels. You're on point. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? We're drawing swords, baby. Got to get All the right. point out. All right. Hold the point out. Yep. Just point it right at Gandalf. That was last chapter. All right. Anyway, massive centerpiece, uh, huge pinnacle so far in this story. I tell you what, as I, I I said it before, I'll say it again. I'm in danger of two towers becoming my new favorite book, but not for the reason you think. Yeah. I think because. I don't, dude. I, and I, I love the film. I love the film. Right. It didn't do it justice, bro. No. The uh-uh. film is not doing this book justice whatsoever. Yeah. Yep. The more I'm sorry, I'm, Pete. I'm sorry. Yeah. PJ, I apologize. All right, man. I love the film too, but I'm just saying the book's way better. Yeah. It's way better. And I'm forgetting all these little nuances and I'm coming back to them. I'm like, wow. Really like that aspect. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, forgot that that happens in the book. Wow. That's amazing, too. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's um, You hear me, brother? I do. It was a lot different. And, and the more I, I reread this and really look at it, it's... Uh, I really like the book. I really mm-hmm. like the, the, the book version. I liked uh, mm-hmm. the way in the, in the Golden Hall, you know, that transformation of Theoden, you know, and... Yeah, it was different, too. I, mm-hmm. I really liked that a lot better. Um the counsel that he gave, I don't know, you know? And I think part of it too is, you know, maybe, maybe some of the stuff I'm, I'm falling in love with too, is just the way Tolkien tells the stories that, that, that wouldn't be as easy to translate into film, I guess. Like one of the things I love about this chapter is kind of this, it's like splintered up into different moments. Like I think there's one part early on where it's like two paragraphs and it's like Hama and someone talking. And it's just like a couple lines back and forth. And they're saying something about Gandalf. But it's like this side moment. It's like the, the camera cuts away and it's on them for just a, a brief moment. And then it goes back to, to our story. Yeah. And there's lots of moments like that. where you're, and, and moments like where you're like, well, what happened to Gimli? I don't know. Where's Aomer? You yeah. know, what happened to her? How, you, yeah. how it, would have, it really parallels how it would feel to be in battle. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't just always be all right together or be able to like, oh, there's... Um, Gimli, like I know go where save everyone him. is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's almost like in the movies they're more superhero-ish, I guess. 
And here it's much more like, even though, you know, Aragorn certainly, for instance, has moments where it's like, because of who he is, uh, I think I just said who he is, um, orcs are like struck dumb and Dunlanders are like quivering, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like he can just, you know, I don't know, repel over this thing and get to Gimli and pull him in. Right. It's yeah. just, it's cool. It's interesting. Different. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one thing that Lane did this week that's really helping me out, because I'm honestly overwhelmed in this chapter. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, uh, as I was listening to it, like the, it's, just, it's just so fast paced. It is a battle. So it's a lot to, you know, but it's, I, I feel like they covered so much mm-hmm. ground. It's not a very long chapter for all that happens. If you think about no, it. No, no, it's really, uh, it's incredible. Um, the, the map. So we talk about the area and where we're at. Uh, we've got a lot of good images in here that, that Lane has sort of uh, to help me visualize this and to get my compass out and get my bearings straight because the way it's described, you know, I sometimes often we're, we're saturated with uh, movieisms, you know, and things. And so in my mind, I'm like, where the heck is that? At? Like, how mm-hmm. do they not? The deep why is it coom? taking so long to get to from one point to the next? Yeah. And why do they feel so disconnected? You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it helps to look at some of like Tolkien's own, you know, drawings, right? Some of his yeah. own, uh, his, his own. I had never seen that one before. No, I've never seen that before one either. Before this week. Actually. I had never seen it. It was really it's cool. It's amazing because you've got, uh, it's actually much more, the way he drew this, it was much more. Um, it's like protruding. Protruding. It's not and tucked in the, yeah, in the comb. It's not like attached to the, the mountain. Deep. Yeah, right. You know, it's actually detached and, and which makes sense, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know. And then is that the dike? Then you know, like what? Where, they they don't they reference a you know mm-hmm. the dike? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Which is out here in across. Like he, he wrote across it. Yeah. Know, there it is, kind of coming in and around. I don't know. Just just interesting different points um, that are mentioned here in the chapter that we don't really get in the film, and it was uh, a t- tad bit confusing because I hadn't really gone and looked at you know a map, and I hadn't really um, looked at any drawings. You know, to kind of get the lay of the land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I, had to kept, and, I had to keep going back and listening. And I kept, because uh, I, I was listening on the way to uh, lanes, and I kept repeating, just trying to understand, you know, where the different characters were moving to and fro. Well, even just the way they make their way back to Helm's Deep. Yeah. You know, we're headed one direction, and then, you know, we get, the, we, we realize that they're coming towards us, and that uh, we, you know, Gandalf says it, right? Make, make for Helm's deep, man. Yeah. Like that's your, that's your best option right now. I've been ahead and I've seen, and we take a, a, a different path. Yeah. More southwards and go towards Helm's deep. And it takes a while to get back to, uh, the Hornburg, you know, and yeah. back into the, in the fortress itself. So yeah, I, as I was reading it, I'm like, I, I might need to get some, some visuals together. I might need to get some maps. I might need to compile some stuff so that we can kind of figure out exactly how they got back in there. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. that was half of it, honestly, it seemed like half the battle was just getting into Helm's Deep safely. Yeah. And so let's start, and then, let's start yeah. with that bit piece because, yeah. you know, there is the bit where, uh, as you said, Gandalf kind of, you know, is, is out in front and they're, they're marching, uh, westward, right. You know, mm-hmm. and, uh, it's a scout, isn't it? A scout that, that uh, appears oh, yeah. to them, mm-hmm. um, who is uh, weary and, breathing heavily they give them a new horse and uh, kind of lets them know you know what has happened 
to their forces, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to some of the forces mm-hmm. and uh, is is excited to see uh, King Theoden. Yeah, that's right. Almost kind of shocked. Yeah, very remember shocked. looking for Aomer at first, like, you know, where's Aomer? Is Aomer among you? Right. And Theoden's like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> like, you probably thought I was, you know, back hunched over my chair, but, I, but I'm here. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, right there in the very beginning, uh, again, I've just stopped back to kind of talk to Legolas just about, you know, what he can see mm-hmm. and, and to try to get a lay of uh, the land up ahead. And, and Legolas, again, we left him last time riding next to Aomer, and uh, so he's still um, back there. Aomer, I think he's on either side of him. He had Legolas, right, and he had Aragorn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is kind of a cool That's little... That's a pretty cool visual, isn't visual. it? So, um, and he even notices um, something kind of interesting here, some sorcery that goes along with, you know, he could see, uh, what does he say? Great shapes far away upon the bank of the river. Um, but what they are, I cannot tell. It is not mist or cloud that defeats my eyes. There is a veiling shadow that some power lays upon the land wow. and that marches slowly down stream. So getting the idea that, you know, Saruman is, is kind of cloaking them in a way. And then Gandalf points off, uh, points to the fact that behind them, a storm comes from Mordor. So this idea of feeling kind of sandwiched Boy, in. Yeah, really, really pressed in there, aren't they? Yeah, you know, yeah, which is fitting for where they're going too. I mean, they're going to be, you know, stuck in some mountains and with their backs to a wall or a cave, and or caves, whatever. And uh, yeah, just a real kind of foreshadowing of what's coming. Yeah. In this battle. Right um, now, this there's a let's see, what is the name? I, I'm doing terrible at the pronouncing of these names, but like this mountain range. That they come to. I was here, so. I was saying th- three here. I don't know if that's right. It sounds kind of old English to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that is the the mountain range that the that Helm's Deep is is tucked back into, and, yeah. and the fortress is in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, and yeah, and that's the right exactly. So that's that's what that's what they're looking at. So they can kind of see that the sun went down, and they could they could see, um, you know, that off in the distance, the those those peaks and. Uh, yeah, that's what I was looking yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at that map there. It's a good map, huh? Which is good because you can see when we get to our um, our good friend uh, Erkenbrand, you know, yeah. later on, you can see up in the from the west fold, you know. Yeah, that's right. Which is just north of that, right? Yep. And sort yep. of his kind of, you know, terrain. Oh, there we go. That sounds... Not there yet, but you really? know what? No, perfect. Yeah, it's coming. The storm's storm coming. Is coming. Yeah, that's the right. storm is absolutely coming. This is great. Yeah. Um, so, Okay. Yeah, all right, let's see here. Um, okay, so we, this is when we have the... Um, oh, gosh, yeah, he's asking for Aramir, and, uh, you know, he's, he's excited to see Theoden, as we said. Uh, gives him a fresh horse, let us ride um, to the help of... I've been saying... Uh, Eric and Brand? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's what... Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. Okay. Which, by the way, I mean, is such a cool character. Oh, my gosh. The, the, I mean, I just wanted to keep reading... And reading about yep. this character, yep. and I wanted to know more. But just, I love. There's not a whole lot, but there's enough that like makes me go pretty fearless, dude. Who is this? And I knew. Yeah. So, and like, as I was rereading too, I kept saying, "Boy, his name has been mentioned way too much, way too often for him not to be, you know, this huge player." And I, I totally forgot about him. Yeah. He's someone I totally, you know, yep. totally forgot about. So this is pretty cool. Um, so they're writing to his aid, and uh, while, while Theta was speaking, Gandalf rode a short way ahead, and he sat there alone gazing north to Isengard and west to the setting of the sun. Now he came back. And this is, he just gives him a command. He says, ride, Theoden. Ride to Helm's Deep. 
Go not to the fords of Eisen, and do not tarry in the plain. I must leave you for a while. Shadowfax must bear me now on a swift errand. And what did he see is my question. Hmm. That's a good question. You know? Because he just comes back and, like, he just says, like, there's just no reason to, to you know. Uh, they even say later on in the chapter, Theoden kind of says, that had he had seen this host, they would have gone more cautiously, maybe tried to gather more of their force, yeah. been more strategic in what they were doing, yeah. you know. They rush right up to meet this force, and then, yeah. thankfully, because Not really of, realizing what the force is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Gandalf's able to kind of see ahead and send them to Helm's Deep. Yeah. Man, incredible, so different from, it, from it really, what we get in the it film. It truly is. Yeah. But more compelling, too, because you almost, like, this whole time you're reading this build-up of the battle, you you know what's going to happen, right? You know what's going to happen. But you're you're thinking to yourself, man, I hope they make it. Are they going to yeah. make it? Mm-hmm. Like it's really they're cutting it really close here. Like you just imagine. I know they're they're far. That this host is is way far off. But you imagine them almost visible in the distance. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, okay. Gandalf's telling us that that we have no chance against that. We got to turn back. Mm-hmm. All right. Just the thought of like being able to see your enemy at a great distance, but like knowing you got to beat them to a certain point. Yeah, and knowing that you know, eventually they talk about possibly taking shortcuts through the mountains, and yeah, uh, how how Theoden, I think it's Theoden, says like, leave that. Saruman knows our he shortcuts, knows, right? And then that realization too that Saruman's been infiltrating your land, yeah. you know, for for years, and then to have that realization and think, wow, okay, so not only is it going to be a tight race anyway to where we need to get to, uh, we're outnumbered. Uh, the force is scary enough for Gandalf to say, get out of here. And uh, the leader of our enemy, like, knows our land almost as, as well as we do. That's just a scary mixture. I mean, like, this, this the buildup for me for this battle is almost as good as the battle itself. Maybe mm-hmm. better. Like, the anticipation you feel, the yeah. anxiety you have for these characters that you love, and this group of people that is just, like, like they're on the verge of getting wiped out. Yeah. Yeah, they are. It's crazy. Yeah, they are. And the hour's late, you know, but, you know, this. The, in previous chapters, they've said there's just this glimpse, there's this bit of hope. A lot of hope. You know? A lot but of hope what's talk. crazy is, is that, like, they were super optimistic. I mean, Aragorn, yep. to flat out, you know, um, was telling it, uh, Aemir that, like, they're going to be back. Don't worry. Yep. You know? Yeah. Was it a- Who? <laughs> I thought you heard someone. something. No, he was telling someone that, that, they'll, that their king would be back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, anyways, oh, storm really kicked up there. We're good. Okay. Oh, sorry. Is it getting it's closer? It's fine. It really picked up. Run! Run! Get out of here! Elendil! <laughs> Elendil! Um, I thought there was a neat little exchange here between Hama and uh, the guards kind of talking about... Yeah, that's that two little paragraphs I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, just the difference between uh, Wormtongue and Gandalf, right? Yes. You know? Uh, and just that the, the confidence shift, yeah, shift this behind uh, your counselor being Gandalf now, you yes. know, and uh, that, that's sort of new for some of them to, to accept. I mean, it, literally yesterday, you know, a couple of days ago, anyways, yeah. uh, it was Wormtongue, right? You know, was the king's counselor. And no real, I mean, I guess maybe some, uh, some unspoken concern about Wormtongue, but no real, like, massive upheaval. Otherwise, he would have been overthrown. People were like, all right, yeah. Wormtongue's advising the king. And, yeah, okay. Things are, things are hard. The day is dark. And, and he was... He was good with what he said. Like he was able to, to instill fear in people. 
You know what I mean? So you wouldn't question him. People thought he was giving sound advice. He yes. fooled King Theoden. Um, yeah. But I, it's just interesting. When's the last time we had a like? I, these are like secondary characters, right? Kind of. They're they're not our main characters. They're sort of they're players, but they're not yeah. a big deal. Right. When's the last time we had a little aside where there's secondary characters talking about just what's going change. on? Yeah, exactly. Has that even happened yet? Uh, I, don't, it is I weird. can't remember it's many a... times. Like the only thing I can think of is that that uh, that um, transportation we have back to um, Fatty. Yeah. Um, Oh sure, at Crick Hollow, yeah, going thing. back and seeing what's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah, where it's like, whoa, we're, you're almost taken out of the moment, yeah. put somewhere else. And here, it's just like you're taken from one focus to like some other characters that we haven't heard talk just on their own. Yeah, you know, they've always been involved he, with our characters. Yeah, it, our yeah. main guys. Yeah. Tolkien's he's, he does things like this, like yeah, the, he does, like the structure where he talks about the ponies and 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 almost tells yes. you, you know, and also even just Pippin and his. Um, him recalling years later yeah. things, you know, like he, he'll yeah. take you out of the yeah. moment a little bit, I guess, yeah. you know, so it's interesting. Yes. Oh, this is still in it the is. moment. It's just, as you say, it's, I understand. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a change of point of view. Really? Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Now we're with these guys, you know, we're with Hama and a couple of the guards and they're giving their, their thoughts. And I guess maybe what it does too, is it helps you remember that like you get to spend, we get to spend all of our time with these legends. Mm-hmm. Here's what the normal people are saying. Here's yeah. what the average folk are saying. Like, they're witnessing this, and if you were there, this would probably be us talking, right? Yeah. This would yes, be us sure, commenting, be. like, I don't know about this Gandalf, man. I yeah, don't know. Who is this fellow? I mean, why is he taking off? Yeah, well, yeah. Right? Should we be? Or like, do yeah. we need to question what's going on here? Right, exactly. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, this is their choice. They're following their king, obviously, but this is their, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And Hamid just says, you know, but for myself, I will wait until I see. Gandalf again, so you got to have yeah. that, that that spreading of he saw what happened to Theoden. They all kind of see, yeah. You know, Wormtongue is not here. Gandalf is here, and our king is riding again yeah. to battle. It's a great so there point. You go. Great point. Uh, now, just a quick little bit here as they head, uh, they take the road uh, to the four, um, so they leave that road from yep. the, the the fords of Isen, and they kind of head southward. Uh, night is falling. They 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 ride on. Um, you know, the sky is darkening, and then uh, still some miles away, it says on the far side of the Westfold Vale, vale uh, lay a green comb, um, a green bay in the mountains, out of which a gorge opened in the hills. Men of that land had called that Helm's Deep. Mm-hmm. So we get a little bit, um, just a uh, description of it. You know, it's um, it, it wound inward from the um, north under the shadow of the, whatever that mountain range is there. The Thrith, uh, we're going to say, th- we're going to say, th- Three hern, three hern, three hern. Might be three yeah. hern. Might be three hern. I three hern. Yeah, I yeah. We're but gonna say three hern. Three three hern. There's three horns. There's That's three. what it is. That's what it is. There's three. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, you know, so it just kind of gives us a little uh, description here. Now, at Helm's Gate, before the mouth of the deep, uh, there was a heel of rock thrust forward by the northern cliff. Ezra. Yeah. The name three hern. I just looked this up. I guys. know. It means this is, this is legit. I didn't know this. Is old English and means three horns. Oh, so so there yeah. you go. We were right. You were right. Three horn. You were right. Three th- three horn. Yeah. Three horn. <laughs> or, or rhino, whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever you want to call it. That's cool. Okay, sorry guys. Atta boy. Uh, so let's see here. They. I was trying to get into how the this. Uh, yep. Sorry. What it was named? You know, like why was mm-hmm. why is it called Helm's Deep? Helm's Deep. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, Men said that in uh, far-off days, 
of the glory of the glory of um, Gondor, the sea kings had built here the, uh, this fastness with the hands of giants. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Hornburg, it is called, uh, for a trumpet sounded upon the tower, uh, echoed in the deep behind, as if armies long forgotten were issuing to war from caves beneath the hills. So that's kind of neat. So um, cool. That sound that we kind of, uh, that echoing sound, that, that uh, reverberating yeah. horn, you know. And we get that little nugget too, uh, you know, right after that line where it says, men, men of that land called it Helm's Deep after a hero of old wars who had made his refuge there. And that's all the T's we get so far. And like, as yeah, that's it. This is really cool because, I mean, we get history lessons throughout this or nuggets that we have to go chase. This is the first time in a while anyway that I can remember clearly where Tolkien is is like he's given us that little hint then he gives us a little more later then he gives us a little more mm-hmm. and he comp- even kind of compares the the fight that's going on now or st- I can't remember exactly we'll get there stuff that's going on in the present to what happened with Helm Hammerhand yeah like that's that's really cool it's the first time he's kind of led us through and given us little bits more and more to my yeah. remembering absolutely anyway. no yeah. you're right you're absolutely right uh okay so yeah as as lane yeah there there, there you go so um hence it fell into the deep uh comb and out into the west fold of uh vale try to get to our guy here let's see where's he at uh Urkenbrand. Um, yeah there he is yeah yeah okay there in the hornburg at the helms gate Urkenbrand, master of Westfold, on the borders of the mark now dwelt um yeah as the days darkened with threat of war uh being wise he had repaired the wall and made the fastness strong awesome? So it's yeah. really his foresight too that they have to thank for so for even being able to to, to be to use Helm's Deep as a fortress for battle. Mm-hmm. This guy Erkenbrand, dude, looked this up because I just got interested in him too. He was born in the Hornburg. Oh, okay. He was born right there, man. And they talk about him almost. Doesn't Theoden talk about him almost kind of being in the same way that Shadowfax was a a yes. reminder. Of that first horse, like of the Maros, I can't remember his name. That Urkenbrand is almost kind of a reminder of Helm yeah. Hammerhand, mm-hmm. right? Like he is almost like reborn. It's so cool how we get. And I'm just thinking now, duh, realizing we get that same thing with Aragorn, don't we? Mm-hmm. Almost like Elendil re- reborn, kind of a thing. Yeah, we do. The, uh, these uh, spirits coming back, yes. you know, through different individuals, yes, mm-hmm. remind you of of the greatness of of old heroes, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty cool. Looking up a little bit more here on uh, yeah on that. Um, okay. All right. So yeah, uh, let's let's move on a bit here. Let's see if we can try to cover some more ground here because they're yeah. still on their way there, and and they're just kind of discussing about what this new place is that they're yeah. headed to because Gandalf just said Helm's Deep. Yep. You know, and head that way. Yep. Uh, so. Uh, we oh oh so this is again is this the guard right? Does he talk to them a little bit more? Talk about how many the the um, the orc pack that they had seen that their scouts had kind of come across. They had been they had seen uh, many of their their own uh, folk had yeah. been lain, uh slain. Yes, correct. Yep, yep. Yeah. So um, the, the the companies have kind of scattered, they, right? Yeah, they're, they're all s- spread out and sort of panicked. And so this was yeah. one big host, and uh, this is. I believe, um, and Theodred had been fighting out in this area too. Remember yes, in the in the, right. in the Fords of Isen? Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. And Aemir wanted to right 
when he came back, before he's imprisoned, he wants to take his forces here right. to support earlier rather than later. And remember, even, yeah, even when, even when our, our hunters meet Eomer, he's talking about this idea. Yes. About going to support Theodred, his cousin, and the men at the Fords of Eisen. So this, we're going all the way back to... Mm-hmm. Um, it probably wasn't that long ago in terms You're of okay. days here, yeah. but but yeah, chapters for us quite quite a bit of time. Yeah, um, yeah. So he's, yeah, you're right. He's kind of given an a, a, um, an assessment of what's going on, an update. Uh, you know, talking about how um, they've met companies going this way and that. And they're leaderless, right? So we're seeing yeah, the need here for what for has the, become of Urkenbrand. None yeah. n- none seem to know. Um, and and, and Theoden's got to be hearing this, going like, oh, geez, dude, man. Yeah, we don't like. I really kind of. I've I've dropped. We're not the ball in good shape. Here, right? Yeah, we're really not good and, shape. And I'm sure. I'm sure that word "leaderless" probably jumps out to him, and he's like, "Yeah, yep, yep." That's partially my doing. Like I, I wasn't the leader I should have been. I was, you know, sort of misled and believed lies, and because of it, this is the state. This is the state of my land right now. Yeah. The state of my kingdom. Right. Yeah. I did think it was neat too. This uh, as they're getting informed of. The scattering companies, they ask for word of Gandalf. Yeah. So again, I just feel this is super, very fast paced. You yeah. know what I mean? He yeah. just left five, six paragraphs. <laughs> I ago, know, I know. And it, it, but it's been time has passed. <laughs> yeah. A lot much more time has passed, and so uh, where it seems like and they're probably hoping chapters, his errand is really short too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, like, well, and and uh, I missed the part where one of the horses, I think it's the king's horse, wants to go after Shadowfax. When Shadowfax yeah. takes off, yep, right? Yep, that's and, right. Was it Snowmane that wanted yeah, to? Yeah, Snowmane uh-huh. wanted to, you know, and but it, it was impossible to catch up. The, right. the haste and speed. <laughs> Gandalf had, you know, spoken. He's into, running uh, on pure grassland, yeah. bro. Man, grassland. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but, you know, it says that they see Gandalf. He asked for, has he been seen? They said, well, you know, we've seen an old man in white upon a horse uh-huh. passing, you know, hither and thither. Um, over the plains, sort of, you know. They thought he's Saruman, but uh, right. not really sure. So he's 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 on some great errand, kind of moving. Yeah. And I, the way I envision it, he's out there basically trying to help the scattering company. He's got to go to this yeah. company, that company, yeah. help them. He's he's you know going to be forming his own sort of uh, you know company, and he's got to go find Urkenbrand. You know, and he's got to, once he finds him, God, dude, he's How bringing cool back this hero. Gandalf? Yeah, can you imagine being in like one of those companies and seeing him and just being like, I'll, I'll do whatever you say. Whatever right. you say, Lord, yeah. well, I'll, I'll follow you. Here's the thing: how, how many people does Gandalf know? Does he does he like know that that uh, that Eric and Bren is question. like a huge deal? Like that he's that he's a, a big deal to this this region and these people. That's a good question. And here's my other question to go with that: How many people know Gandalf? I heard this part and I was kind of shocked. Like, okay, to say to the scout, "Is there any word of Gandalf?" You know, like, does everyone in Rohan are they all aware of who Gandalf is? Last time I, they saw Gandalf, and I, this is why they're confusing. They're thinking that Saruman, last time they saw Gandalf, he wasn't the same in Gandalf. Uh, yeah, okay. So mm-hmm. if you're asking him, hey, have you seen Gandalf? They're going to be thinking the old Grey Rider, the Grey Pilgrim. Sure. Right? Stormcrow. Yeah. And so who you're asking about, they're not even going to you know, associate with Gandalf anyway. It was just an interesting so question So that's why he, he can't answer it necessarily. He said yeah. that they did see an old man, you know, yeah. riding this way and that. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, now they did mention that uh, that Wormtongue had been seen earlier going northward mm. with a company of orcs. Yeah, and so that's um, not going to be a good good for him mm-hmm. if he ever comes across uh, Theoden again. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, or Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. exactly. 
now, there's an odd part here somewhere where uh, the, the king says that he wishes he had either one of his counselors. He had no, no counsel, really. I don't know if he really meant that. Like, did you catch that part? Yeah, I did. I did. And it is kind of, it's almost like he's just so desperate for, and you know, part of it is, man, he has rely, he's come to rely on someone giving him advice. Hasn't he? Mm -hmm. He really has. He went from being in the clutches of Wormtongue to. Because Wormtongue always called it such a burden. Why are you, why are you laying these burdens right, on right. Let me handle this. Which, and, 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 and if you're in that out. position, that, that feels good. Yeah. That feels good. He's not doing what he says he's doing. You know, he's filling you with fallacies, but at the same time, it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about it. Whew, okay. I got Worm Tongue helping me out. He went from Worm Tongue on one extreme to Gandalf on the other extreme, and now he's got nobody. Yeah. You're right. And so it's almost, it is, it is an odd thing to hear him say, knowing what Worm Tongue was doing, but it's almost like I'd rather just have someone here to give me some advice. Yeah. Like he's, yeah. In, in the same way he needed to stand and breathe the free air again physically. He's got to do do almost the same thing here. Remember how to be a king again, without yep. any advisors, to you know be a warrior king that makes decisions and doesn't need the counsel of others necessarily. He can he can make decisions for his people on his own, right? But exactly. yeah, he's faced with that uh, kind of dilemma right now. Of, yeah, well, I, I'm not used to doing this, making my own choices. <sighs> yeah, uh, something interesting that I, I wanted to talk about because I I kept waiting for them to give me a number on this and they never did. Uh, Tolkien never did. The the host, yeah. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he just give him the number I want? Because it's um, what you want. He's an elf. He says exactly. both yes and no. Well, I love it because like like there are times where he will say like a thousand men. Uh -huh. I'm like, hmm, uh -huh. is that a lot or is that not a lot? Right. You know what I mean? And is like, it really a thousand or is it like a thousand? Right. Is that and exact? Because that's a pretty precise number. Because I mean, a thousand's a lot. I mean, sure. Depending, well, but to, compared to what a hundred thousand? Yeah, or hundred thousand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, so right. I don't really know. So when when asked about this host, um. Is it known how great the host is that comes from the north? And the scout just says it's very great. And kind of says that, you know, he that flies, meaning those that are in retreat, right, yep. count every um, foeman twice. Yeah. So basically, not sure we can count on those guys. But he says, I have spoken to stout-hearted men, uh, and I do not doubt that the main strength of the enemy is many times as great as all that we have here. Yeah. Many times. So, you know. Three times, five times, ten times, you know, like I just, you don't right. really get a good estimate there, uh, at least right, not here in the start anyway. Right. So, uh, AMR, just let us be swift. It's time to, to make to the fastness. And this is where, as you said, they said uh, the king doesn't want to trust any secret ways um, because Saruman had long spied out this area. Mm -hmm. So, uh, all right. Yeah. So now um, they, they do have hope also in the, in the fact that they're. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, but they have hope in the fact that you know they ha still have Helm's Deep to go to. Yes. You know, they talk about the Hornburg and they talk about the fortress. They they you know um, that this is a place that they're going to say this several times. That as long as men have defended it, and at first it just sounds like a cute saying, right? Uh, as long as men have defended it, it's never fallen. Mm -hmm. But at one point, I think it's Theoden who says, you know, it's it's recorded in in the annals of history that. When men have defended this place, it has not fallen. Yeah, it's got a it's got a perfect record. Yep, it's home field advantage. Like it's right. twenty nine and zero. You know, it's the perfect season. Right, exactly. If you, it's Baker Mayfield. Is, it? right, is what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, All right. If you if you defend it, they will go. They it's sort will of go. the opposite of Field of Dreams. Sure. You know. <laughs> sure, sure it is. All right. Well, it is. Yeah, it's hopeful, and that's it's the fortress of screams is what it is. 
it's it's also interesting too, isn't it, that Gandalf is the one who sends him here, you know? And we get yeah. such a you know, in, in the film, right? You know, it's sort of like He tells them not to go there. It's it's such a weird way that they that they kinda uh how they handle Theoden and and Gandalf. In the know? movie. And giving one credit here and then yeah. mixing and matching kind of thing. You know, um Oh yeah, know. how they reconstruct characters, I guess, is is essentially yeah, right. They exactly. take they take qualities apart and they attribute them to ones that aren't right. Because really, you know, it's, I don't know, it, it was Gandalf's idea to go here, and it's its not that Theoden wouldn't have thought of it, but that's his idea. He tells him to go there, you know, so. Yeah. Think about this, too, as in the movie, in the movies, Eomer and the Rohirrim aren't even here. Yeah. They're not even here. Not even, nope, I know. It's just radical. <laughs> it is. It yeah, is I mean, he basically is Urkenbrand, you know, he is. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, yes. Right, as right. we were going right. to get to later. Yeah. Um, now, Aragorn and Legolas decide, you know, they, they move up uh, with Amir in the van, and they are, um, again, drive. They don't really come across. I didn't across. know they had vans in Middle Earth. I like that. Yeah, it was pretty cool. They they got this for these guys because they're, the they're super special. Yeah, right. Um, well, they are comfortable. Yeah. Uh, they didn't come across <laughs> many orc uh, bands or, you know, different. Uh, uh, not uh, well, And also, I kept forgetting. I was reminded in this chapter oftentimes that when a couple orcs are taken out, the rest scatter, yeah, scatter, and then they come back. You well, know, she, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they don't just keep pressing on like they do in the film. You know, right. they, their nature is to run and retreat, and then try to come in from a different angle. So yeah. they do kind of get you do get like a, you can almost get like a perimeter. You can kind of uh, a buffer. Buy some time. Buy some time mm-hmm. by taking a few of them down. They back off. You know, especially if you're someone like Aragorn. Well, yeah, or if you right. take out one of their chiefs, right? Yeah. Too, if you take out one that yeah. maybe even an orc that's a little bigger, a little stronger, mm-hmm. scares the other ones. They kind of mm-hmm. back up, but then it's also wartime, and so mm-hmm. they're gonna right. they're coming right back at you. But you yeah. do get a little bit of a, almost thinking like in terms of like a video game, it's the idea that like, you know, yeah. like that's that's sort of like a rule built into the game. Like take yeah. out a couple, boom, they're gonna move back yep. a little bit. You yep. know, yep, go for the captains. So, anyways, because they were scattering here as as this uh, as they and and Amir, you know, move across. Uh, southward into Helm's Deep. How about that uh, that harsh singing too that was going on? Just the scary kind of, uh, I'm guessing like orc songs. I don't know. And their view from uh, up high when they see all the they see all the torches. Guess, yeah, another yeah. thing that kind of helps with like envisioning the numbers is how he described. You know, they had climbed far into the deep in comb, um, comb. Sorry. Uh, when they looked back, then they saw torches, countless f- points of firelight upon the black fields behind, scattered like red flowers or uh, winding up from the lowlands in long, flickering lines. Here and there, a larger blaze leapt up. So you're just thinking like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like if you can pinpoint a torch for every Urukai orc, then you're, you're definitely starting to sweat even more. Yeah. And the fact that they have that fire with them as, as sort well, of they're a tool. Well, they're torching the ground before, as, as they yeah, go. They're, right, destroying your land. You yeah, know. and that kind of, that really, like I think it's Aragorn, and I, most of them probably, it just hurts them to even be turning away and, and running in the opposite direction. Yeah. You know, kind of, yeah. they almost feel like they're uh, in retreat, really. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd Cause rather be. Their, yeah. Because they're burning villages, not just the right. grassland and stuff, but they're you know, hurting some of the people in that land right. that maybe hadn't had a chance to, to move out of their way. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Aomer says it's not much further ahead. So there lies Helm's Dyke, uh, an ancient trench, uh, rampart scored across the, the comb two furlong, uh, below Helm's gate. Uh, there we can turn and give battle. So 
I this is what started to kind of confuse me. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> this dike that is. Let me go back to your to the map here. The photos. Mm-hmm. How far in that mo- that one that you just showed me a second ago, like mm-hmm. when you're looking at Helm's Deep and how it's pressed out there, is it how far away is that from the actual keep there? I don't the know, fastness. man. I'm not really sure. Because uh, that is what flows into, and, and that's sort of the, um, they're always trying to, the little ravine that's... Um, the culvert and everything, yeah. and the, the spring in the water. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, that's, that's a great question. Um, it almost kind of seems, too, like it's... The dike is almost, it's built, it's part of a defense, too, right? Yeah. To kind of build into part of the fortress. Almost, I imagine it like... Um, Oh crap! What's it called? The causeway that goes up to the to the gate itself. I almost wonder if that's going if that's going over the dike. In yes. some respects, that's the way it looks like it. In, in that's in the Tolkien's. way I envision it. Like there's a trench, and then there's your wall, or there's your your you know your dikes there, and then the walls there as well. Yeah. See, if you look at Tolkien's drawing, I'm terrible with maps. Go, go and look at his drawing though, uh-huh. real quick. And if you guys have a chance to take a look at, I'll this. post this up there. Yeah. <clears throat> You know, you've got that the the wall where, where Gimli and those guys get separated, and where you have all of the uh, issues along the wall there. Um, that's kind of jutting out. Oh gosh, I don't even Man, know. how different does this look? It it really does. I, I it, it's it's almost mind blowing. And it doesn't seem like it's a it's you know that different, but it it's enough that that it makes you oh, it's big time. Uh, kind of. And then also, did you the description of the wall itself? 20 feet yeah did you think it was gonna be taller yes i mean i did too yeah because I'm, I'm again i'm just oversaturated with the movie isms yeah and it's I forget much details taller. like that and i'm reading through them again i'm like oh my gosh it's only 20 it's two basketball hoops that's it right it's not that big no uh-uh. a couple guys could just you know boost each other up over yeah top of the- and that's what makes all these i guess like when the ladders start going up when the mm-hmm. um when the grapple hooks start coming up you're like you're thinking like well, you don't have much time to get those down, especially if a bunch of them came at once. It wouldn't be that hard to get overwhelmed. You know yeah. what I mean? And also, it makes the proximity that much closer. Like, your enemy is not that far down, which is more realistic to what a, you know, what a castle or fortress would have been. You know, in reality, it wouldn't be like 90 feet tall. That'd be, that'd be quite a feat to build something like that. Yeah. But just the intimacy of this battle, it's just crazy, dude. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Woo! Well, I don't know. As I, I don't know, you know, that's the part I get that, lost going down the road. I know you do. So all the little details as to how it, how the what the when the dike is, I don't know, man. Well, let's just know. get let's press let's just press through. I can figure that out later. on. That's yeah. just a me thing. Uh, but now they talk about but how a they, lot of people, a lot of people, they they want to figure those. They want it. They want the lay of the land in their mind while they're reading. Sure, and that's yes. That's what I'm. Gonna, I'm actually going to go back after this week and probably listen to um, <laughs> listen to this chapter again but uh the the dike uh you know the, when amir wants to stop there turn face the enemy it's just too it's too much to defend it's too they say they say it's over a mile long yeah and uh they kind of you know they and says we got to keep you know we have to go further on okay you so know? There's, just, there's just these layers too of defense going on isn't there mm-hmm. yeah crazy crazy um you know dike boys yeah, so it says there was neither star nor moon when the riders came to the uh, breach in the dike where the stream from above passed out and the road beside it ran down from the Hornburg. 
the rampart loomed suddenly before them, a high shadow beyond a dark pit. As they rode up, a sentinel challenged them. And this is where they're, they're, they're greeted, and, uh, you know, we exchange, um, you know, good tidings and, and what have you, the bringing of hope. Uh, they see, you know, some allies here, and they're, you know, allowed in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. They're talking about how many people they have. They, they only have right. close to a thousand to fight. Yep. Right. And this is uh, gambling who is kind of the old man, the leader yep. uh, of those that watched the dike. Yeah. And they said most of them are, you know, old men or, you know, young boys like me or my son. Yep. Right. And then they also talk about provisions that they have, um, that there's plenty of food, plenty of beasts and their fodder. Uh, that they've gathered there. So they've had some foresight there as well. And also that there are, um, you know, uh, villagers from the Westfold, mm-hmm. old and young children and women that are back in the caves mm-hmm. um, in the deep. And they're kind of protected back there, nestled back in there, which, you know, is, is also something we see in the film. A little different because in that respect, it's it's like the people that Eowyn took. Yeah. She took them back there. They're not here. That's that's a different that's group. Different. Yep. Uh, but you know, these are the people from the, from the Westfold that have, have, uh, come here for, um, you know, to have safety and, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh safety. Yep. Yeah. What's it called? I'm thinking of, um, uh, shoot, don't think a hunchback in Notre Dame. What's he called? When, what's he? Sanctuary. Yeah, when he, sanctuary. <laughs> what the heck? Some sanctuary uh, here. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know what? You're talking about the Westfold. I it's almost, like I don't even know you. Okay. I don't know you either. Uh, I w- like if you look at where it is in relationship to Helm's Deep, but back in this sort of uh, oh cleft, hall, cleft, yeah, deep, How deep. D- could they come in through that back mountain range? Like, is it? Did they come in through? Is there a way? Is, are there pathways that you know are on secret ways that could? Because otherwise, they're uh, coming all the way around. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know these three horns here, and, yeah, and, and up, uh, it, which is probably what they did. But I just kind of. It, it, I just kind of wondered. Yeah, it probably is, right? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. All right. So our scouts, they, they start to talk more about uh, our good friend, um, Urkenbrand, right? And yeah. have we heard any more news from him? And they haven't, really. Uh, the last they heard that he was retreating, you know, and Amir says, you know, I fear that he will uh, not come now. Our scouts have gained no news of him and the enemy uh, fills all the valleys behind us. So again, I just kept hearing as I was reading the chapter uh, that uh, this name keep coming up. This, this yeah. we're all looking for this person. And Thayde, and this is where your line comes in, talks about in him lived the valor of uh, Helm, um, Hammerhand. the Hammerhand. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, but we cannot wait him here. We have to get behind the walls. And uh, it talks about the caves, as you said, the caves in the deep uh, um, are three parts of the folk. Uh, Westfold, and uh, so that's where they need to go defend those folks and and get back behind Helm's Gate. Do we want to do a little aside about Helm Hammerhand and kind of his, yeah, his history a little stuff? bit? A little bit. Um, okay, so this is going to be the uh, the Lane Smith Butterbur version. All right, guys. So if you want uh, the nitty gritty, you know, just go go do your own own research. He was a king of Rohan. Um, his uh, the death of his father. Uh, came during a time of crisis. Um, he had fought open war against the Dunlendings. Okay, so this is the Dunlenders. That's that other group of people who had once lived in the areas of Rohan, the Westfold, I believe, who were kicked out 
when that land was given, you know, essentially mm-hmm. to yeah. the people of Rohan. And so they've they've always kind of been going at each other, which is interesting because they're involved in this battle as well. They are. Uh, yeah. You know, they've already been mentioned. We've uh, coming up. We'll talk about how Saruman has you know turned them even more uh, against Theoden and the people of Rohan, and how um, they want the king's head essentially, mm-hmm. and they want to wipe mm-hmm. out. Uh, the people of Rohan and reclaim what they believe to be their rightful uh, lands. Okay, um, so uh, let me see here. Uh, there was a man named Freka, uh, a Dunlending with uh, Rohiric blood, who planned to have his son Wolf marry the daughter of Helm. So Freka rode to Edoras with a great force of men, planning to threaten the king to comply with his demands. But Helmhammerhand smote him with his fist, and Freka died soon thereafter. Uh, because of his great strength, Helm was known as Hammerhand. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. got that name quite literally. Um, so then what Freka did was he came, uh, he left, but he returned with great force of Dunlendings. Uh, he reinforced, he's reinforced by enemies of Gondor who landed in the South under the leadership of Wolf. They overran Rohan Helm fought them at the crossings of Eisen, but lost and withdrew to the Southburg. Um, and there endured a long siege. Helm had the fortress held the fortress during the long winter. Okay. So we get this idea of of the long winter where they they pretty much were in Helm's Deep, yeah, for in the, the fortress right. for the entire winter. Okay, uh, he blew his great war horn and broke through the Dunlendings ranks, clad in white, also kind of like someone else we know, uh-huh. uh, stalking men like a snow troll, slaying them with his bare hands. <laughs> this dude yeah, was awesome. Yeah. Uh, however, his sons Haleth and Hama were slain, and Helm grew uh, gaunt because of grief and famine. Still, his horn would fill the Dunlendings with fear each time it was heard. During one of his night uh, night sorties, Helm died, apparently from famine and cold. His body was discovered frozen in the snow, still standing and ready to fight, almost like this, this statue that was there. He was succeeded by his nephew, who defeated the Dunlendings, and there was a belief that his horn was sometimes heard in the deep. So that's wow. kind of what they were talking about earlier, yeah. too, how you could hear this horn kind of echoing back in the deep. And that's where that, uh, you know, kind of comes from a, a ghostly figure, man. Even the way he went out and, and would kill his enemies. Yeah. Oh, wow. So cool. A little, little story there. Uh, about that's awesome. The, uh, the, the background of Helm, Hammerhand, and why he was such a BA yeah. and why this area is, is uh, such an important fortress for the people of Rohan. Right. Okay. Yeah. I love it, man. That's yeah. actually cool because he's, he's, he's definitely referenced, you know, quite a bit. And, uh, yeah. And everything's uh, named after him. Helm's Dyke, Helm's Deep. Yeah. Well, even you know, his kids' names, I noticed, you know, yeah. correlations to, yeah. you know, those names being passed down, those great, yep. uh, great names. Um, all right. So, yeah, the, the king and the riders passed on before the causeway. They crossed the stream. They, uh, they dismounted. And um, so, in, in a long file, they led their horses up the ramp and passed within the gates of the Hornburg. They were welcomed again with joy and renewed hope, for now there were men enough to man both the berg and the barrier wall. Hmm. So, um, so I always think of Hornburg as this the keep area, right? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the circular, the parapet, the kind of the... Yep. Um, and then you've got what they're calling the barrier wall, mm-hmm. right? Off to the yep. side. Yep, that's right. Okay. And so, yeah, they've got everybody kind of set up there. Uh, the king and his men and his household were in the Hornburg, uh, and there were also many of the Westfold men there as well but the uh 
But on the deepening wall and its tower and behind it, Aomer arrayed most of the strength that they had, uh, for here the defense seemed more doubtful. Now, what are they talking about? So is that, um, but on the deepening wall and its tower and behind it? Because you know how in sometimes in the film, like mm -hmm. behind that barrier wall, are they mm -hmm. talking about behind that barrier wall, like they had forces in lay back behind that, or are they talking up in Hornburg? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like in that space behind the wall. Right. That's what I'm thinking. That, that's where they're refortified. Yeah. 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 Yep. In that kind of seems like empty you could, space. Seems like you could keep a big host back in that sure. area. Yeah. 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 And actually, I mean, in the films, you think about it, they do some battle in there too. Once the well, once they the do here too. Yeah. Blown up. Right. Sure. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, awesome. So yeah, so, so isn't that interesting? It's interesting too how he's also given us lessons on like perspective, too, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you know, before they before they uh, reach Helm's Deep, deep, and go into the Hornburg, and go into the you know mount the deeping wall, and and are safe inside, like they're thinking, man, we don't. There's no hope. There's no prayer. But to the people that are already there, the West folders <laughs> that are already there, their coming gives them great hope. Yeah. You know, and they're like, all right, now we have enough to at least defend what we have. Before, we weren't even going to be able to defend. And with, you know, with only a 20-foot wall, yeah, you'd have to be worried about defending, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, if you didn't have enough guys to mount the wall with and then have backup behind that and then also be in the Hornburg and be by the gate and defend the gate, then you'd, you'd be done for. You'd be done for. Absolutely. And so their coming is, is uh, yeah, really good news. Good tidings, good hope. Yeah, for sure. And let's look a little, a little bit about this, because it does actually now, I was asking about the deepening wall, and it says that, yeah, as you said, it's what it terms it, uh, you know, was 20 feet high, uh, and it was so thick that four men could walk abreast mm -hmm. along the top. And uh, it's sheltered by, by parapet um, over which only a tall man could look. Yeah. And... Uh, so that's interesting, right? There's these little clefts where you can kind of shoot. Yep. You know, so. Hmm. In some, in some illustrations I've seen, this isn't always a, a translated very well. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times, I think there's even one in the dock that shows, it's a beautiful, it's the one right after that Westfold Vale map. Mm -hmm. Beautiful picture, and it looks like maybe that's Theoden on the wall with Gimli and, and Legolas. And the, the wall comes up to about like below the waist. You know what yeah. I mean? When in reality, it's you got to be a tall guy to see over that. And the way you use that to your advantage is all these little slits that are cut where you can, you know, go in and shoot your bow and arrow and then you're protected. I see. Yeah. yeah. So even in the movie, in the movie, they do a good job because it's pretty. That, it looks a lot higher in the movie than it is in this. It does. Car, and Gimli yeah. can't see over it. And I, if I remember correctly, it's like maybe shoulders up to everybody sure. else. Yeah. Like you can see your head can peek over, but it's not like it's a waist high thing, but it's even taller than that still, you know, and gotcha. in, in, in Tolkien's description, it's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. So this battlement could be reached by a stair running down mm -hmm. from a door in the outer court of the Hornburg. Three flights of step also led up to the wall from the deep behind, uh, but in front it was smooth and the great stones of it were set with such skill that no foothold could be found at their joints. Can't climb it. There's yeah. no way you can climb this wall. Right. Man. And uh, at the top, they hung over like a sea-delved cliff. Wow. They didn't catch that before. Yeah. Very cool. interesting. Yeah, it is. All right. Uh, so, 
Gimli's happy with it, with his surroundings. He has a nice little yeah. uh, exchange here. This about three, four paragraphs of him and uh, talking just about how he's comfortable on his feet now. You know, this and country has tough bones. Yeah, he's next to stone. You know, it's kind of cool because like the mountains. Yeah, like Legolas can can see has superpowers and like seeing he can see real far. And you get the sense here that you know, and it's yeah, I take you look as deeply into it as you want, but but Gimli almost can kind of feel the earth can he yeah he can feel what's deep down he, he knows strong places well they think he has special powers later when he goes down to help repair yeah you know that's true that's true yeah to the fix the too. fix the culvert but yeah it's I, I just love that that image ever my heart rises as we draw near the mountains there is good rock here this country has tough bones i felt them in my feet as we came up from the dike give me a year and a hundred of my kin and i would make this a place that armies would break upon like water And And then you kind of have a flip. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker. Engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Here, we're before. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Gimli was talking about how, wasn't he talking about how, how previously he, he, it was just, he felt good just having Legolas with him. And right. that's when they were at, in the forest, right? Fangorn? 
yeah, which is yeah, where yeah. Legolas fits in, right? Now they're at Stone and with Stone, and Legolas says, "I'm I'm glad just to be with you, Gimli." Yeah, yeah it does. The place gives me no comfort, but being by you gives me comfort. Right? Yeah, you comfort me. I'm glad to have yeah. you standing uh, nigh with your stout legs uh, and your hard axe. Right. <laughs> so, and he wishes that there were more of his kin there, you yeah. know, uh, with him and stuff. He wants a uh, hundred good archers. He even says that the Rohirrim have good bowmen after their fashion, but there are too few here. Yeah. Just too few. And, um, you know, at this point, you're probably wondering, where are the elves? <laughs> yeah, right. Where are they? Yeah. They're, they're with Peter coming. Jackson in New Zealand. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, they're an idea. <laughs> um, Which, don't you love... I love that That in the book, it's the people of, the Ro, of, of Rohan, it's the Rohirrim, it's Yeah, them. they really have their own moment. Yeah. Yep. It, it's, they don't need saving. They don't need someone else to come help them. Well, their own people. Mm-hmm. It's their own people, right? It's, it's Gandalf coming with Urkenbrand in the end. And it's, yeah, they come together. They do it yeah. themselves. Like that's that's the beautiful part about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yes. Yep. So whatever. I can so, see why people. You know, at the time, I wasn't as well read with Tolkien when I saw Two Towers. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Here, cool. I can see how a lot of people would be like, right? What are they what doing? What is here? this? Like this sort of uh, Haldir's here? Like what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which would be cool, but not how it happened. Right. Yeah. Um. So a slow time passed. Far down in the valley, scattered fires still burned. Uh, the host of Isengard were advancing uh, advancing in silence now. Their torches could be seen winding up the comb in many lines. And this is where they kind of say that they, they teach the, uh, the orcs to not carry torches. Because if they could yeah, see you with the torch, they're awesome. going to hit you with, uh, right. with a bow and arrow, right? Yeah, uh, I love an arrow. that. So uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Men came back, uh, galloping back over the field and up the ramp to the gate of the Hornburg. The rear guard of the Westfold had been driven in. The enemy is at hand. So they had gotten over the dike, basically. So yeah. um, that was the first sort of barrier that they crossed. Um, and so those men had retreated back now to the Hornburg. And uh, our, uh, the, the, the gate is open, and here we are. So it was now past midnight. The sky was utterly dark, and stillness, uh, and the stillness of the heavy air for, uh, foreboded a storm. Suddenly the clouds were... Um, Lost my page. Uh, were seared by a blinding flash. This is cool, mm-hmm. you know. Yes, it is. Uh, branched lightning smote down upon the eastward hills. Um, for a uh, for a moment, the watchers on the wall saw the space between them yeah. and the dike lit with white light. Yeah. Film did a great job of showing that. Yeah, it did. Right, uh, right at the edge of the battle, there's you know, that flash of lightning. You can see, you're like, whoa, lot of orcs. Right, and this is where you said some were squat, some were broad, some were tall, some were grim. Yeah. Uh, with high helms, uh, sable shields, hundreds and hundreds uh, were, were pouring over the dike through the breach. Uh, the dark tide flowed up the walls. From cliff to cliff, thunder rolled in the valley. Rain came lashing down. Um, and it looks like the orcs are also shooting arrows already, trying to, you know, hit people. So they're yeah. hasty, hasty, hasty. Um, and uh, some found their mark. The, their mark. Uh, the assault on Helm's Deep had begun, but no sound or challenge was heard within. I love no this. No answering kinda, arrows came. Yeah, kind of just give them nothing. They don't give them anything nothing. yet. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also, the, the image, too, I kept, as I kept reading this, I it's crazy. I missed this line the first time. Um, how Tolkien says, you know, they keep coming thick as marching ants. I didn't, for whatever reason, I didn't read that. Page later, the only thing I could think of comparing them to was an army of ants. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How yeah. you wipe them out, but they keep coming back. They're just, they're incessant, right? Yeah. And that really is the best way to describe how, how many there are and how quickly they replace uh, what uh, you would just feel like you're fighting a losing battle constantly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it mentions, oh, where was the part here? Uh, that's okay. I'll move on. So, anyways, we start to hear trumpets sounded, right? The enemy surging uh, forward against the deepening wall. Yeah. Uh, others towards the causeway and the ramp that led up to the Hornburg gates. Uh, there, the hugest orcs were mustered with the wild men of the Dunland. Uh, um, yeah. Of the Dunland Fells. And uh, so they're trying to, this is where you, you get kind of uh, two different um, bits of action happening, right? And the deepening wall and yep. then up at, uh, the, the, at the Hornburg gate there. Yeah. Um, which they did again in the movie. This actually pretty solid. Yeah, pretty absolutely. well done, right? Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you've got the two fights kind of moving back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Bit so they had the the big trees um, were kind of tucked up under their arms, and so they're bringing in this basically battering ram. Battering ram, yeah, yeah trying knock to down the gate. Right, right. And uh, Aemir and Aragorn are kind of running back around the deepening wall there and uh, trying to keep everybody. I think. You know, in line, you yep. know, um, kind of keeping the orcs from coming over the wall. You know, yeah. Yep. Um, and so the so the real fight's happening there. The the battering ram is going on, and uh, they take off for the gate, don't they? That's right, they do. Because says, uh, you know, Aragorn says, "Come, this is the hour when we draw swords together." Like they talked about, you know, earlier. Uh, running like fire, they sped along the wall and up the steps and passed into the outer court upon the rock. Uh, rock being capitalized, meaning, you know, over by the, the Hornburg. Um, as they ran, they gathered a handful of stout swordsmen, so just, you know, rallying guys to come with them. Uh, and they make their way um, over to the, uh, you know, sheer brink of the rock where the causeway is. Together, Aomer and Aragorn sprang through the door, their men close behind. The two swords flashed from the sheath as one. Guthwine! cried Aomer. Guthwine for the mark! Anduril <laughs> cried Aragorn. Anduril for the for the Dunedain. Mm-hmm. Uh, charging from the side, they hurled themselves upon the wild men. Anduril rose and fell, gleaming like with white fire. A shout went up from the wall and tower. Anduril, Anduril goes to war. <laughs> the blade that was broken shines again. I mean, you could just like, yeah. The power of having Aragorn there and having a hero, it just it's oh, jacking yeah. everybody else up. Right. Dismayed the rammers, let fall the trees and turn to fight. But the wall of their shields was broken as by a, a lightning stroke. Gosh, dude. Yeah. And they were swept away, hewn down or cast over the rock into the stony stream below. The orc the orc archers shot wildly and then fled. So just they, they go and they kind of have a little bit of a victory here. Right. Um, they drive them back. But as you said, as every time they're driven back, they may they we might defeat them for a few moments but they come back again yeah they do uh and that's sort of what happens here um what what i know this is i get lost in these details sometimes so like what was there a little wall that they like a little a little door that calls it the um the postern door yeah that they jump out is it kind of the same thing that they do with uh you I know think in the, so in the, that's in the yeah, film that's like a side it, door a little side door that they can come out yeah yep, yep. That's hey, what how, I'm how would you have felt to be one of those uh stout men that were that were chosen to no kidding right to go out <gasps> you picked me you picked, you me? picked me ma <laughs> can't believe it i'm not gonna make it but uh but i'm going with them i'm, I'm going, going down swinging yeah uh 
so you know they they go off a bit um they're they're taking a look at the at the gate and the door and they're like man dude this thing is crack you know timbers are cracked the uh the hinges and iron bars were wrenched and bent uh you know we couldn't have come uh any sooner the the door you know it's in shambles here right and then as soon as they're they're surveying the door you know arrows come flying by their their heads skipping on the stones um you know they realize they got to turn back and shore up the gates from the inside uh at that moment this is this is crazy dude this, this is, moment is nuts. Yeah. At that moment, some dozen orcs that had lain motionless among the slain leaped to their feet, and playing dead, jerks, mm-hmm. and came silently and swiftly behind. Two flung themselves to the ground at Aomer's heels, tripped him, and in a moment they were on top of him. But a small, dark figure that none had observed sprang out of the shadows and gave a hoarse shout, Baruch Kazad! Kazad I Menu! An axe swung and swept back. Two orcs, had, two orcs fell headless and the rest fled. Aomer struggled to his feet even as Aragorn ran back to his aid. So we got the little Gimli springing up. Yeah. Coming unnoticed. I mean, just friendships being Man. formed here. Yeah, you know? dude. I mean, and isn't it funny? A guy who said previously, uh, you know, when they, when they, when they met yeah, the Rohirrim. If, if your head stood just a little bit higher. Yeah. You know. I would cut off your head, right? right? And here is that same guy, dwarf, yeah. saving his life. Yeah, yeah, they Pretty had a little disagreement about the lady, and and now yeah. you know, and they made up for it, you know, because he let you know yeah. his friends ride side by side with him. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah, cool moment. So he thanks them, and they get back inside. And their goal now is to bar, is to kind of pile rocks and 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 uh, uh, secure the gate, shore up the yeah. mm-hmm, the gate. Yeah, right. Oh, and this so you know he just says you know how will I ever repay you? There may be a chance yet before you know before the night's over. A little more foreshadowing there. Um, and then uh, so this is where the the competition starts, right? right. The, two to twenty. Two to, two to twenty. <laughs> I mean that's where we're at right now. It's count. I've done better though. I though now I must grope for spent arrows. All mine are gone. Who hasn't done that? Right. I mean, who hasn't groped for? Spent Who's groping arrows? for arrows? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of funny. You're like that's one of those things that. If you hadn't read the book, you're like, there's, they had to have made that up for the movie, right? Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, you would, you would have thought, right? Speaking of making things up for a movie, yeah. as when are we gonna make a podcast, man? Dude, I thought we had a couple solid names going right there. You know, I think so. Groping for arrows, groping for arrows, the groping for arrows podcast. Yeah, uh, let's build on that. Let's build on this momentum. It's good. Yeah, right. It's a good spot, right? Um, I'd have ideas? to say. Um, Arm and Hammer Hand Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, we definitely get a sponsorship out of that one. What do you think? I think we're probably good. Yeah. Um, what about uh, the Hell's Deep Podcast? Yeah, the Hell's Deep Podcast. It had to have felt like that, right? Yeah. And the crew, I don't know if you knew this, but the crew, when they were filming, they had uh, I Survived Helm's Deep t-shirts, but the the M was crossed out, so it looked like I Survived Hell's Deep. Oh, wow. Isn't yeah. that cool? That's actually cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the Swords Drawn podcast. Oh, my Swords. gosh. Like an art podcast. Drawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Like Together. A, sort of a Bob Rossi type thing. Yeah. Um, what about uh, Harry? Harry Dunn. Lander. Podcast. <laughs> Old Dumb and Dumber. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, d- um, Harry and Lloyd would have fit in with the Dunlanders. That's for sure. They probably, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they would have been, been good friends. 
Yep. Well, one of these days. Yeah, we'll get there. Get the name right. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So, good little moment there. Now, this is where stuff gets kind of uh, a little bit uh, crazy, I think. You know, oh, after, yeah. uh, after, after that little bit uh, there, we're, we're all kind of together. Yeah. Everybody's still kind of uh, together. So. Yeah, I think. I don't even. Where are we? Well, we so in Middle Earth. Yeah, we're there. The the sky. Tolkien. The sky was now quickly clearing, and the sinking moon was uh, was shining brightly. But the light brought little hope to the riders of the Mark. Mm. The enemy before them seemed to have grown rather than to diminish, and still more were pressing up from the valley through the breach. And uh, so, you know, against the deepening wall, the host of Isengard roared like a sea. Orcs and hillsmen swarmed about its feet from end to end. Ropes with grappling hooks were hurled over the parapets faster than men could cut them down or fling them back. Hundreds of long ladders were lifted up. Many were cast down and ruined, but many more replaced them, and the orcs sprang up like uh, apes in the dark forest of the south. Before the wall's foot, the dead and the broken were piled like, sh- um, like shingle in a storm. Every higher rose the hideous mounds, and still the enemy came on. So a lot of stuff going over there at the, at the, uh, at the, at the deepening wall. Lots of uh, action happening. Did we also just get a reference that there are dark forests in the south where there are apes? Where there are apes, yeah. I, Sasquatch is in Middle Earth. Literally now. clicked in my head while we were <laughs> Sasquatch is in Middle Earth. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Sorry. Yeah, just, just the, and, and just the, like, reading this, you're like, dude, we're overwhelmed. It's almost like, okay, if I'm in that position, instead of trying to cut stuff down, get out your swords! We're going down swinging, mate. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's what I'm doing. I'm getting my sword out. I'm ready to do battle. They're, they're going to get in anyway. Let's just let's just kill some orcs. I mean, yeah. you'd have to just feel so frustrated. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ugh. So, uh, to kind of sure up this bit. So, they so again, Aragorn. We're kind of following them, right? Aragorn and Aramir. Yeah. Uh, rush back down. Three times they rally them. Um, you know, they get their swords out. You know, everybody's kind of following these guys and they're, they're, they're beating back this host and through the culvert though mm-hmm. uh, it's Gimli notices some like orcs rats. are kind of yeah, yeah you know coming through uh, where the stream is, is trickling in there and uh, they just crawled through really yeah. you know and just pressed their way through maybe some of the smaller ones or what have you yeah twisted their way in and uh, so he's down there you know trying to you know he's shouting and he's calling attention to it and his voice is booming you know yeah and uh He's got this fierce cry that's echoing through the cliffs. Man. So, uh, yeah, and, and so he's he's taken he's taken on quite a few there now. Gambling, uh, the old looked down from the Hornburg, hearing the great voice of the dwarf above uh, all the t- all the tumult. The uh, the orcs are in the deep. He cried, "Helm, helm!" And so they sends down. I mean, I'm not sure how many he sends down, but he sends down quite a few um, of his folks, doesn't he, to 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 support Gimli? Yeah. yeah. Um, because yeah, they can kind of see, and isn't it risen? Isn't the um, Hornbird kind of elevated? Yeah, I feel like right. So yeah, you can it is. see down mm-hmm. into yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, vantage point. Yeah, and then the tower. Yeah, the tower itself. Yeah, right. But so, yeah, you're right. Even that the the platform up. I guess yeah, right. Because yeah. there's steps that lead down to the wall and down to that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, they decide, you know, it's that they need to uh, gambling as as he comes down says they need to stop this rat hole. He calls it. Yeah. Uh, dwarves are said to be cunning uh, folk with stone. Uh, lend us your aid, master. And you know, he says, oh, he's just got a battle axe here. Right, right. I'm not gonna, 
you know, I, I can't do this with my fingernails or the battle axe, <laughs> um, but I may be able to help. And so he helps them kind of sure up rocks and boulders um, and fortify uh, the culvert, right? Yeah. So that way they can't get through, Yeah, you know, yep. which, so way to go, Gimli. Plug up the hole. Did you also catch, um, so fourth Aerolingus for, uh, you know, the... Uh, I can never say that, right? The people of Rohan from yep. Edoras, but uh, the people from the Westfold, fourth Helmingus. Yeah. Helm, Helmingus from, you know, Helm Hammerhead. Isn't that cool? So like the fourth children... Helmingus. The yeah. children of Helm. And, you know, uh, when when Theoden calls out, it's the children of Aeor. Wow. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. Yeah. I'm Did guessing Lingus not? means like little, you know, children of or whatever. I'm guessing. Yeah, descendants Someone check of. Someone me on that. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Dude, that's really cool. And then eat. Really glad Would you Would you rather be out. a Helminga or an Aerolinga? Uh, the Helmingas They're pretty cry is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and just knowing more of that history... Is pretty and like helm killing neat. people with his bare hands. Bro. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty neat. Like actually. in like a snow troll, right? <laughs> Jeez, bro! Wow. Gosh. All right, so we get Great. more uh, on the, on the count. You know, the count for Legolas and Gimli is going up. Uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, so so let's so they've they've shored that up a bit now. But the Hornburg was it's still held fast, um, like an island in the sea. Its gates laid in ruin, but over the barrack. Um, of beams and stone within no enemy has yet passed. So um, we're good for yeah. right now. Yeah. You know, yeah. dawn is not far off. They're kind of hoping. But will this night ever end? Ezra? Yeah. Will it I ever end? I don't know, but yeah. it just, they, they keep kind of a lot's happened in a little bit of time, you yeah, know. It has. And uh, there's so few of them that really you don't have a lot of resources here to keep this host uh, at bay. At you bay. can only do. So much. How many right. more times is Aemir and Aragorn going to be able to rush down there um, yeah. at the deepening wall and yeah. and rally the troops? Right. You know. Right. And so. remembering too, who who some of these some of these people are really old men. Mm-hmm. Some of these are boys. Right. Like that. That is the part that uh, you can get kind of lost, and you sort of I don't know it's what I'm reading, guys. But this is Butterbur. I'm envisioning like uh, you know a a stock Rohan soldier. You know, they're all about the same. But you got to remind yourself, like these these are uh, men fighting from all stages of life, you know, teenagers, uh, guys in their seventies and eighties, like you know, that are it's a ragtag group. You know, you have some stout warriors that are trained uh, fighters among them, but some of them are just people from the Westfold, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. To think yeah, it about. is. It is. Now this bit you were talking about the Dunlin, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Folk and and their tongue, right? And gambling starts to kind of yeah. they talk about what they can hear from these orcs and yeah. all oh, this you know, the the half men uh, situations and and Aramir just says it's just you know it's just chatter to him it's just nonsense he doesn't understand it but what's what's uh, getting at, at at gambling is this ancient Dunlin tongue the mm-hmm. speech he knows that tongue oh yeah uh, it's an ancient speech of of men uh, once spoken in many western valleys of the Mark and he kind of goes on to describe that it, that what he's hearing is that they hate us. Yep. Um, they're, they're, they're seeking our doom. You know, they want our King. They, they're trying to take the King, yep. you know, they, they, they want to, to kill him. So not half a thousand years, um, uh, not in half a thousand years have they forgotten their grievance, you know, that the Lords of Gondor gave the mark to Errol the young and made an alliance with him. Yeah. Right. So yeah. death, the foregoyle death, to the straw heads. Yeah. Death to the robbers of the north. Right, right. 
Man. So there's a lot of stuff there. And it's neat yeah. how they treat them at the end of this, by the way. Like, yeah. uh, going forward, there's, there's, you know, this is still... They were easily, I think, you know, turned by Saruman because of yeah. what they're saying right here. Right. You know, um, grievances that they'd had, things that are kind of... Um, been there for years. Saruman knew how to play people against each yeah. other, didn't he? And, and and I think that at the end, there's a lot of uh, leadership shown by Theoden and others, and yeah. the treatment of of those people. Yeah. Uh, okay. So even as they spoke, there came a blare of trumpets, then a crash and a flash of flame and smoke. The waters of the deep uh, stream uh, poured out, hissing and foaming. Uh, there was a, there was this choking. Um, they were choked no longer. A gaping hole. Uh, was blasting the wall. A host of dark shapes poured in, and this is the devilry of Saruman. Yep. You know, so they've they've Come caused on. an explosion in the deepening wall uh, by the culvert there. And we don't and really um, s- like you know in the in the films. Obviously, it's visual, so we see it. We don't really see it here, right? We just hear the noise, kind of. Yes. And then we see the effects. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, if you're if you're busy battling, you're not going to be watching one certain spot. It's going to happen. It's going to go off like a bomb, and you're going to turn around. And you're going to see what you know. The, the mess you have to clean up and, and what you have to deal with now. Yes. Which is a, a crazy kind of, uh, I don't know. That's the cool thing that Tolkien does here is he puts you in the point of view of a, of a soldier doing battle, right? right. Of a warrior. It's yeah. like he's able to put you uh, in that point of view so easily. Yeah. yeah. Now, I'm starting to understand better, too, what happens here. When you looked at, when you looked at uh, Tolkien's uh, drawing and how you had uh-huh. said Hornburg is sort of separated from what we you know uh the caves and the passageways back in the mountains uh-huh. the men who were who were um you know there at uh at the deepening wall they get split uh-huh yes you know yep, uh, yep, yep. as as they as they move in here so even though aragorn is is um got everybody rushing down and they're and they're trying to you know uh yeah, help right this is but, where the split happens but even when you look at tolkien's picture specifically because what happened? And this is this is what you got to go to, right? Because this is what's yeah. in his mind. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. This is what's in his mind when he's writing this book. Uh, you know, so that's the closest thing that you can study. The wall, like we said before, the wall and the Hornburg and the rock mm-hmm. and the uh, uh, causeway all come out. Yeah. And so exactly, I'm looking at it right now. I'm thinking to myself, if that wall blew up, and the and the group that was down by the wall heads back into the caves. Yeah. They're headed in the exact opposite direction of anyone headed towards the Hornburg. Mm-hmm. Exact right. opposite. Yep, and you're right. Are. That's exactly how they could get lost. That's yep. how they could a sea. I'm um, geez, a sea of orcs could come right in between you, and there's no way you're getting to them. You could see others. Aomer, you'd over lose there. almost more men. Aomer. You know, I mean, yep. by trying to fight across the flow. Oh, yeah, it's like it almost like cutting insanity. across a river. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. You instead you just go up along the banks of it and try to retreat back. Yeah. Up a river or, or this. you go to that side. I go to this side. We'll wait until the river dies down. Right. Well, because they have, and, and Thaden says later, they have. Uh, They're in better shape over better there. Better shape because yeah. they can defend that better. A couple good men can really hold them off. They've got provisions there, and uh, and they may be okay. It so. almost it almost makes me wonder if, like, I don't know. You'd, it'd be cool. We need I need to read uh, all of Phil's post on, on, uh, on Helm's Deep, but why was the decision to build the fortress kind of further out? Was that to draw away from the fact that the caves were a hiding place um you know originally i'm thinking like that's just kind of interesting yeah because yeah you're right you couldn't store a lot of food there or provisions or anything and if yeah. you if you got cut off and you couldn't make it back to your stores in the caves you're an island man 
right? I screwed. Know, yeah, and I almost wonder, like in in the older days, what what you know is that a spot where again, yeah, you could bring everyone in there to fortify behind that the the, the deepening wall, but what else is going on back there? Like in times of peace, you know, is, yeah. is that a, a place where? Um, well, Helm was born there. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just thinking: is there more of a town like sure. atmosphere yeah, yeah. there, yeah. or something going yeah. on? But Good seems question. like quite a bit of space there. So. Good question, boy. Yeah. That's where they go to have church. That's where they're at. They yeah. blow the horn. Right out there in the... Gotta blow your horn. Grandma's there leaving, leading service. Oh, please. Grandma, won't you blow? Grandma, won't you blow? <laughs> Grandma, won't you blow? Uh, you stay away from my King Gandalf. Man, any way we can get, get, uh, get his voice in here, we will. Get out of here. You know what my tongue does. You leave my king alone. You leave my king alone, boy. <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right. So they, um, oh, so this is where the questions start to be asked. You know, where is Gimli? You know, I do not know. Eric said, I saw him fighting on the ground behind the wall. Yeah. Uh, but the enemy swept us apart. Alas, uh, that is evil news. Like I said, he, he's, he's wanting his yeah. friend to be there with yeah, him. Can you imagine? Even if it's, even if they're It'd be in like dire, you and me getting separated, bro. Well, I, I mean, think about, I'd almost, even if we're going to, you know, die, die in a together. bad spot, you know, um, gosh, I said, a, um, a horrible thought, but like, uh, I have every year we read the night, uh, with our kids and, uh, it's about the Holocaust and some of the stuff that oh, yeah. people Jeez, wanting to dude. stay together in, in those times, you know? So sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to go all the way there, but like I did, no, just, it just popped in my, thing. it popped in my sure. head, you yeah, know, it text kind of thing. That, that, that mentality that he'd want to be with his friend. Cause it's almost certain doom. I mean, they, they feel, uh, uh, this, this pressing force, uh, up in Hornburg there. So they're, they're not in a, Great position, uh-uh. you know. So um, no, yeah, isolated and shut up and kind of on, like you know in an island, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Aragorn now passes into the citadel. Uh, there, to his dismay, he learned that Aemir had not reached the Hornburg, so he also is lost. And so Gimli and uh, and Aemir, ironically, uh, looks like they're right. they're in the same spot. Right? Isn't possibly. that cool how this mm-hmm. battle's thrown them together? Yeah. Uh, so he did not make it back. Some of, some of the men had told Aragorn there. And uh, he strode on into the inner court and mounted to the high chamber in the tower. Uh, there stood the king, uh, dark against a narrow window, looking mm. out upon the veil. And he's asking for news. And, uh, you know, he just explains that the deepening wall is taken, Lord, and all the defenses uh, swept away. But many have escaped hither to the rock. And he's asking about Aemir. He wants to know where yep. he's at. and. Yep. Kind of explains that uh, where he may be. They talk about the provisions, how that may be a good thing. Uh, they talk about the, the again the sort of the treachery that was brought by the orcs and delivered there, and uh, you know so they had and uh, this is where he kind of starts to get sort of um, he's pent up. He's been he's been he wants he's itching. You know yep. uh, he says I fret in this prison. If I could have yet a spear and rest, riding upon uh, my men upon the. Uh, uh, Riding before my men upon the field, maybe I could have felt again the joy of battle, and so ended. But I serve a little purpose here, and so he's and so ended, like almost you know, and, dying yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Instead of yeah, man, right. And and so you know, Aragorn tells him that you know here at last you are uh, guarded in the strongest fastness of the mark. Um, more hope we have to defend you in the Hornburg than in Edoras, uh, or even at Dunharrow in the mountains. Yeah. So. You know, I mean, trying to say it's, I think Aragorn's focusing on we can preserve the king here, but uh, he's more, you know, interested in 
riding out and meeting this assault, meeting yeah. this uh, threat, and yeah. saving his people and, and, and things like that. And so, even what he says next, it is said that the Hornberg has never fallen to assault, but now my heart is doubtful. And here's where he goes on to talk about the world changing. Yeah. You know, the world changes. Okay, am I too loud? No, you're good. It's the thunder. No, you're fine. <laughs> Your voice is like thunder. You know, how shall... Wow, gonna need that on a t-shirt. <laughs> how shall any tower withstand such numbers and such reckless hate? Uh, and so that's also something to consider, too. Like, when battle has been done here before, it hasn't been done against... Um, an enemy so full of hatred and so motivated and empowered by by evil or so great of great a force either yeah you know so so yeah that, that he's making a great point like in battles prior sure it was impenetrable yes but this enemy is different yep nothing to do with the fortress it's you know who they're fighting against wow mm-hmm yeah right Exactly. Sorry. I just gave Lane a really weird look. Sorry. Something just dawned on me. I'll save it. Dawned save on it. you? Yeah, it dawned on me. Uh. As a, <laughs> you know, see what I did there? I see. I see what you're doing there, boy. You see how Grima. Well, where'd Grima come? Grima's in He's the back. Hornberg? He's back. Uh, the I've end will not be around. long, said the king. Uh, but I will not be here. So he's talking about the end of all of this is 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 coming here. Uh, Snowman huh. and Hasselfell are back, right? Yep. And so did you say Snowman? Did you say Snowman? Snowman. <laughs> oh God! I thought you said Snowman. No. Why are you why are you hearing things? Why are you always hearing? Oh, grandma over here, boy. Maybe I did say that. I don't think I did, but you didn't. All right. I'm I like things. You like to make put words in my mouth. Maybe I did. Well, the tape will tell. Only the um, tape will tell. So when dawn comes, I will uh, bid men. Sound Helm's horn, and I will ride forth. Yeah, got a plan here. Yeah. And uh, I will ride with you, said Aragorn. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool that. Then he that, goes to make the, the men feel better, right? Aragorn goes off. Yeah, to oh, yeah. the men. Yeah. What a champion. What were you going to say? Get off yeah. my feet, boy. <laughs> uh, no, nothing. Yeah. So this is, well, it's just neat that, like, they're two kings talking. Yeah. And, and, you know, going out to meet this host. I mean, did they have to? Not necessarily. No. It's kind of good but that they did. Yeah, and it's you're right. You're right. There's there's kind of levels going on there because the one it's it's him saying I don't want to die this way. Yeah, I'm not going to die waiting for it. I'm going to ride out and and uh, well, like he says in the film, meet it head on. Or you know, Aragorn says, ride out with the, with me and meet them. You know, for death and glory is what the the movie says. And that's, that's what it is. He's, he's deciding here, like how, you know, we're doomed and I'm going to die. So how do I want to meet that end? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, also cool that just the two conversation between two Kings. Yeah, it is. What I think is also neat is too, once they decide to go do this, that, uh, Aragorn sort of, uh, he gives them, he, he gestures to the orcs. Oh, I love um, this part. That that bit of yeah, uh, that's the treaty or whatever, like, kind of like a truce. Yeah, you yeah, know. right. It gives them a chance, you know, to kind of say parlay, right? Right. Basically, you know, to back off, you know, to to either we're, basically we're coming, you know, we're yep. coming out, we're we're, we're going to ride out and, and destroy you. Yeah, uh, and it gives them a chance to kind of uh, you know leave this place and and to retreat. But they, yeah, the dude, the dialogue here is awesome. They they just jeer, you know. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, so the orcs yelled and jeered, Come down, come down, uh, they cried. If you wish to speak to us, come down. Bring out your king. We are fighting Urukai. We will fetch him from his hole if he does not come. Uh, bring out your, sulk, your skulking uh, king. The king stays or comes at his own will, said Aragorn. Then what are you doing here, they answered. Why do you, why do you look out? Do you wish to see the greatness of our army? We are the fighting Urukai. I love this line, dude. I looked out to see the dawn. It's <laughs> looking for the morning, yeah, boys. Just looking out. Yeah. You don't even concern me. What of the dawn? They jeered. What are uh, we are the Urukai? Uh, we do not stop fighting for night or day, for fair weather or for storm. We come to kill by sun or moon. What of the dawn? None knows what the new day shall bring. Uh, him said Aragorn. Uh, get you gone ere uh, it turn to your evil. Get down, or we will shoot you from the wall. They cried. This is no parley. Uh, you have nothing to say. I will still, uh, I, I have still this to say, Aragorn answered. This is crazy. No enemy has yet taken the Hornburg. Depart, or not one of you will be spared. Not one of you left alive to take back tidings to the north. You do not know your peril. <laughs> and then this man, right? so great a power and royalty was revealed in Aragorn. Here again, like we said, man. Happened slowly at first. Yeah. Every few, every few chapters, few times in the Fellowship of the Ring, and then almost like regularly each chapter that we see Aragorn, and sometimes more than once. So great a power and royalty was revealed in Aragorn as he stood there alone above the ruined gates before the host of his enemies, that many of the wild men paused and looked back over their shoulders to the valley, and some looked up doubtfully at the sky. But the orcs laughed with loud voices, and a hail of darts and arrows whistled over the wall as Aragorn leaped down. Yeah. <laughs> now I got a question. So what? So yeah. this this bit here, there was a roar and a blast of fire. The archway of the gate above which he stood a moment before crumbled and crashed in smoke and dust. The barricade was scattered as if by a thunderbolt. Aragorn ran to the king's tower. Or that dark magic, bro. You know what I'm saying? And that yeah. uh, pretty crazy. The old fire of Isengard. You know what, Saruman? Was it or was you it something suck. else? I don't what like. I don't know. Was it that were they striking him down? I don't know. I just. I don't know. Good question. I just thought that was interesting. That maybe lightning kind of, blew the wall up. Maybe it's just natural. I don't yeah. know. It's natural. Um, yeah. So, but even as the gate fell, uh, the orcs about it yelled, preparing to charge. A murmur rose um, behind them, like a wind in the distance, and it grew to a clamor of many voices crying strange news in the dawn. The orcs upon the rock, hearing the rumors of dismay, wavered and looked back. And then, sudden and terrible, from the tower above, the sound of the great horn of Helm rang out. <laughs> That's for you guys. <laughs> How long are you going to keep that going? I was like, do I change notes here? No, I just I, keep... <laughs> Um, next time we'll actually, too much or something we'll, you look we'll, embarrassed next time we'll okay. key up an actual horn this is what we're known for Ezra this right. is what we're known for okay right right this is what our friends love us for yeah okay I think <laughs> alright let's finish this alright it's over they they you know they run out and they're Zirk and Bran oh yeah game over pretty much yeah I well mean, the, we got the horns here too we, oh yeah we, we, yeah we ride out first. I'm sorry. I'm jumping, jumping bones here. Go ahead. They uh, uh, let me let me do Ezra's job here for a second, which is Go way ahead. harder than I can't do it very well. 
Um, so at the, at the sound of the horn, all the orcs tremble, right? They, they cover their ears with their claws. Um, and uh, on the walls, men looked up, listening with wonder, for the echoes did not die. So they're hearing this horn in the flesh, right? Something yeah. that they've only heard mm-hmm. the echoes of, the remnants of, the ghost of Helm and yeah. his horn blowing in the deep. And now they hear it for real. Helm! Helm! The riders shouted. Helm is arisen and comes back to war. Helm for Thaden King! So just this... If that's if the stuff before wasn't going to pump you up, that horn's going to do it. They're feeling horny. Um, and with that shout comes King Theoden. Yeah. And by his side, Aragorn, Elendil's heir. Forth, Erlingas! <laughs> the cry and a great noise they charged. Down from the gates they roared, over the causeway they swept, and they drove through the hosts of Isengard as a wind among grass. Behind them from the deep came the stern cries of men issuing from the caves. So there you go. There's the coordination. Mm-hmm. They heard the horn. They knew the rallying cry. And they were coming as well. And ever the sound of the blowing horn echoed in the hills. I reckon they probably still hear it to this day, guys. Yeah. Uh, on they rode, the king and his, champ- or and his companions, captains and champions fell or fled before them. Neither orc nor man withstood them. So they, they dried the orcs out. Um, and it's weird. All right. Yeah. The land out past the dike has changed a bit. All right. Where before uh, there was this green, grassy land, now there's a forest. What? How does that happen? Yeah. yeah. How does that happen indeed? Uh, great trees, bare and silent, stood rank on rank, like an army, with tangled bow and hoary head. Their twisted roots were buried in the long green grass. Darkness was under them. Between the dike and the eaves of that nameless wood, only two open furlongs lay. There now cowered the proud hosts of Saruman. So they're pinned in, man. Mm-hmm. You got, you got uh, the, the, the forces of Rohan on one side, and you've got uh, this great forest full of horns on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, vainly they crawled and clambered about the walls of the combs, seeking, comb, seeking an escape. Upon the east, it was too sheer and stony was the valley side. Upon the left, from the west, their final doom approached. There suddenly, upon a ridge, appeared a rider, clad in white, shining in the rising sun. Over the low hills, the horns were sounding behind him, hastening down the long slopes. There, a thousand men on foot. Their swords were in their hands. Amid them strode a man, tall and strong. His shield was red as he came to the valley's brink. He set to his lips a great black horn and blew a ringing blast. Urkenbrand! The riders shouted. Mm. Urkenbrand! And behold the white rider, cried Aragorn. Gandalf is coming again. Mithrandir, Mithrandir. Mm. There mm. it is, guys. Shadowfax leaping down, and our enemies have nowhere to go. Wailing, they passed under the waiting shadow of the trees, and from that shadow, none ever came again. They took the path that they thought, you know what? We got Rohan that way. We got Rohan that way. We got a sheer cliff this way. We're going to the trees. No problem. They had no idea that that, I, that I, fate was lied the greatest doom in, in that direction. Yeah, absolutely. That, so that I love this little line. Just the, the white rider was upon them, and the terror of his coming filled the enemy with madness. <sighs> the wild men fell on their faces before him, 
The orcs reeled and screamed and cast aside both sword and spear. Like a black smoke driven uh, by uh, a mounting wind, they fled. As you said, yeah. Wow. Whew. Never to come again. Amazing, huh? Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, just, yeah, that whole... Wow. That whole... Um, that Jaron Tolkien knows how to write. He, he knows what he's doing. It still felt so fast to me, you know? It did, dude. It, it just feels so... Um, Imagine how they felt it. They thought it, the night was never going to end. Quick for us, but long for them. Yeah. I agree with you, though. I agree with you. And I don't remember this chapter feeling this quick, being this short, quote-unquote, you know, yeah. compared to some other chapters we've had. Yep. But it wasn't dialogue-heavy. No. Um, a lot of our interactions were kind of splintered and fractured, which I loved. You know, you'd have a moment over here with Legolas and Gimli talking about how many they've killed. And the next moment, yeah, it was you're, really broken up. Wasn't yeah, it? you're over yeah. here, you know, learning about the history of, you know, Helm. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I really liked that. I felt like it was probably one of the most um, interesting and, um, oh, what am I thinking? Enthralling chapters. Like it just it sucked you in, and you didn't want to leave. And I, this was the okay of all the chapters we've read, Ezra, and we've read some of my favorites, obviously yep. so mm -hmm. far. I forgot what this felt like and maybe I didn't feel this way the first time but when I when I read it now yeah um, I couldn't put it down this was the first chapter I've come to where I'm like I can't stop reading I wow. can't stop reading I had wow. to yeah there are points I came to I had to pause and pick up later yeah um, and I, I, I honestly didn't finish the last couple of pages until right before we were on here you know life happens guys yeah, yeah. but um yeah, it was like I didn't I wasn't feeling you had like a drive to, to yeah, just, you know. I wasn't like looking for nuggets. I was like, Oh my gosh, what happens next? What happened? Let's let's go, let's go, let's go. Right, right. Just yeah. Incredible. So you got caught up in the rush that I, I was did. feeling too. I did. Uh with this chapter. Yeah. Which is interesting, I think. And and probably one of the most dynamic chapters we've had so far. Yeah. A lot of moving pieces. I thought we did a really good job of talking about it, breaking it down, but not getting bogged down in all the minutiae. Yeah, I was worried you know? we were going to more than because it's just tough. Because, like, and I, and I like at the end being able to reflect on this chapter a little bit more than, yeah. you know, in the in the moment, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. I guess when, when you think back on it, it's it's uh, it's kind of scary that they you until the lightning strikes, you really don't see this host. Yeah, and when it strikes, you can look back and you're like, wow. It's still coming. Yeah, and it's even and even it's crept up on the hillside. Even of the, when we when we had seen it before with just the torches and stuff, yeah. that was just a that was a glimmer. Yeah. It wasn't the whole force, and they hadn't all made their way right. there yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and it, what and what a what a freaky way to that's like classic horror film. You know, you're the bad guy mm -hmm. is revealed through through lightning flash. Yeah, that is you, classic. You know what you didn't get, and you only got the perspective right of our heroes really. But uh, one thing that the film I'll, I'll, I'll give you know, some props to is that you, I felt like you had sort of a commander for yeah. that force. Yeah. And I felt like you had uh different devices that they were using. Yep. It was a little more, it felt more organized. Yeah. It was sure. like, like this seemed like just a send a horde in there and just, yeah. you know, they were, they were as, you know, you know, funny you talk about like the little groups of, um, uh, of Rohan soldiers that were kind of scattered and leaderless and yeah. they, the orcs felt the same way. Yeah, and it may, um, maybe they weren't. I'm sure yeah. there's, there's actually probably some histories and things, uh, some or other texts that kind of talk more about that. There was even a bit I was reading on, on the Gateway where Grima actually does talk to um, Saruman about hundreds of thousands. 
yeah. not hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yeah, um, being the number here that we're uh, faced with. Yeah. So, so how would you even lead a group like that? I mean, you'd have to have like, yeah, have to be what, build up smaller, yeah. you know, yeah, companies and, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but I just kind of thought, you know, that that whole image of it being kind of rainy, dark, yeah. and the lightning strikes and boom, you can see more. Yeah. You know. And uh, what light did they have? They talked about the moon being there yeah. to kind of help them uh, see. But could you imagine if it was any darker? You know? Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Because like that, that's where the orcs thrive is, yep. in that, is in that time. So it was really. And then you get to your class. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't even matter, bro. We'll yeah. fight you day and night. Right. Right. Man, but how, how crazy, too. I, so I think my favorite part of this chapter was, I, I, you know, I said a, a little bit ago, but just the, it felt like a war documentary. Mm-hmm. It felt like real life, like people getting separated, yeah, um, being caught off guard by things that happen, having to constantly reassess, like going in and talking to each other and being like, all right, we're driving this force back and then it coming back again and doing it over, having to uh, rally rally the guys around you, make sure that they're yeah. feeling, they're still feeling pumped up, right? You know. Uh, I'm thinking mostly of Aragorn, obviously, through all this. But, you know, he he was all over the place. Well, he and Aramir, like, a lot. Yes. Like, that was what was kind of neat is that. Because the king's it, not out there. Right. It kept both of them together, yep. which I thought was really cool because he's second. I mean, he's seconding. Yep. Like, Aramir's next in line. The air. And yeah. uh, so to have him rushing out to and fro uh, side by side with Aragorn was, I thought, pretty Amazing. cool. And Amazing, powerful, dude. You know, for the people there and just in general, you know. And you also just think, too, like, how much more... Carl Urban could it have done mm-hmm. with yeah. Aomer if that's how it would have gone in the movie. Mm-hmm. He would have been such a, a more developed character. You know, we uh, I think about Return of the King in the film. I love, you know, that all his bits in the Battle of Pelennor Fields. Yeah. It would have been like that tenfold. Yeah. You know, do, you know I do, and not that we're going to do a book to film right now, but I just want to briefly mention, I get to why it, the, like some of the decision to, because what would you have done with Gandalf if you, you could have brought in this Urkin brand character who you haven't heard of. You know what I mean? Like the screen time, like who is he? You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. would, you still could have. They did a lot of that in Two Towers anyway, though. I mean, we hadn't met yeah. Theoden yet. We hadn't met Aomer. We hadn't met Grimma. There's a lot of new characters that are introduced. Right. I just mean they're, they're introduced there back at the Golden Hall, so they got a little bit more time, and then we progress, and then it's like at the very end of – all the only time we would have saw this character is at the very end. And yeah. then do we ever, you know – I don't know. It's just like, what would they have done with Gandalf? But yeah. Anyways, I, I still really yeah. enjoyed this version a lot. I think this is the way it should have went yeah, down. Man. I would have loved to have seen it. It's gorgeous. But, <clears throat> all right, guys. Well, that is, uh, that's the chapter this week. So, you know, I kind of felt like I, I, I wish I would have been, I don't know, man. I, I don't it's know. Like a great I, job. I don't know. Well, it just, about. I don't know, man. That was a, for some reason it's that chapter. It's not fun battling orcs, bro. Well, for some reason that battle just was tough for me. I don't know why. It was like. I do better with the uh, with the long drawn out conversations and yeah, the, you know what I mean. So and I it, think it's you, very different. It's very different from what we've seen yeah, so far. Yeah. So well, and you're right. Trying to visualize kind of shook me a little bit. Well, and trying to visualize the layout of you know the land and the area, and it changes too. They're going one direction. They come back the other direction. Where is the dike? How big is the dike? You know, how far is the dike from the wall? You know what it was the. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's well, that's just, where I was in the beginning, and then even going through it this this uh, this time, you know, helped a lot. And looking at um, at some of the some of the illustrations. So I'm if we get a chance, we'll we'll post those with the episode this week and let you guys see what we were looking at. You know, 
Yeah. Uh, so, all right. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, you know, like the word uh, comb too, or coom, yeah, or whatever. However, you want to say. Well, we probably, yeah, you know, I probably botched it. So yeah, it's a valley. I looked it up just now. Oh, good. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got some uh, Tolkien stories in the Bywater Post. We do. We got some Bywater Post, uh, so we'll, we'll get to this. And are we are we getting dug out a little bit, or are we still snowed under? A little bit. I'm kind of doing, you know, uh, to an episode here, and we still have more coming in every day. You guys can send like those it. to um, anunexpectedpod at gmail.com. Yep, we love sure. them, and uh, we love sharing these and, and just sort of getting to know you guys. Um, yep. You know, it's been been a lot of fun. Now, let's see here. So, we've got, uh, this one is from uh, Melissa, uh, Melissa Kavanaugh. Yeah. So, uh, she just says, hey guys, um, I just wanted to send you all a message and let you know um, how awesome y'all are. Wow. Wow. That's you and me, man. I think it's mostly you, isn't it? Hey, you know what I say, Melissa? It takes awesome to know awesome, okay? He does say that all the time. Say that a lot. But I really mean it when I'm talking to you. Yeah. Uh, your podcast has been everything uh, I'd hoped for and more. I've been listening wow. to y'all since January and have been a patron since February. Wow, wow. that's the beginning. Um, yeah, I apologize. I've been uh, pretty quiet overall, but I listen to your podcast weekly, and I'm always excited for the next one. Cool. Um, I have always loved the movies, but didn't read the books until a couple of years ago. I just finished a reread of Harry Potter and was sad about the magic coming to an end. So after being reminded of how much I love the uh, movies, I finally decided to actually read Lord of the Rings and let me tell you the magic has flourished. <laughs> You're darn right it has, okay? Yeah. Because, you know, it's, uh, it's a little more, uh, you know, the magic's powerful yeah, here mm-hmm. in Middle Earth. Uh, I absolutely love every bit of it and as soon as I uh, heard uh, about an all Lord of the Rings podcast from Swish and Flick, I must add, mm-hmm. uh, I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. I have uh, so enjoyed listening to y'all and um, love how in-depth you get into the chapters I'm currently reading through uh, again for a second time during the first read I flew through not really appreciating the details uh, so thank you uh, guys I'm fully immersed and have found a whole new appreciation for Tolkien's details you know I just want to mention so sometimes we do one of I don't know I've sort I've heard people say that they're okay with us doing that like I we, I, we try not to summarize a lot but at the same time we feel like we got to go in chronological order and we also want to talk about these things piece by piece as they come up so we summarize until we get to a talking point and then we boom we try to talk about it and dive deep because like i feel like i don't know if you, i just naturally i feel like that's what i would do in a book club and that's what yeah. i would do in discussion yeah. you know and, and so and it's a hard thing to balance too we, we're trying to figure it out i think that we're we're getting these chapters have been bigger than they've been in, e, in fellowship yeah and that longer so, i should say and so it's been tough yeah. and so that also changed i think we, i felt like we were getting into a good routine by the end of fellowship and then yeah we've had to kind of adjust a little bit with the length but but it is, it is hard and, and to play off what you said it's hard because you guys we're not hearing what you guys are saying in the moment you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. we're, we're, we're also thinking in our head, okay, how would we want to hear this? Or how do we want you to hear this in a way that you're either talking along with us or you're pausing and you're saying a little bit and you're going back in or you got your book with you and you're following along as well um, without you being like, okay, guys, like we get it. Tom Bombadil is God. Get over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like when are we yeah. getting too, you know, Lord, we were born rambling men, but we want to make sure that, uh, yeah. you know, it's balanced. That's well, all we want to do. You have so many different levels of, of folk who have come in. Like this is a second read, you know, for Melissa. And we've had people who this is, they've been reading it every year since 
you know, um, the seventies or something, and you some know, people and so who've, who've never read who've it, never read it. This right. is their first read. Right. So right. It, it's just sort of, uh, we're trying to be, you know, hobbits here. And, and, uh, I love the details. I get, you know, kind yeah. of, uh, as much as Lane says, you know, sometimes I try to see that whole, I can, I can get lost in, I can get stuck on something. Oh yeah. And I just sit there for a second. I won't even move on. I'm stubborn. I just like, I think, I think the, that's not always a good thing when you're on the podcast, like trying to get no, through, but, but I, it's what happens in a book club and that's yeah. what we're all about. We're not, yeah. this isn't a show, but I think that like you, uh, when I say that you have that vision, it's a gift, man. That's what I think. I think it's just right. natural gift. You know, it's, well, you love the details as much as anybody. Yeah, but. but it's those details too that when you pull those out, you pluck them out, right, and then you kind of uh, unravel them, them a little bit, right. Yeah. You can spread it out, and you can kind of see where it does connect. But if, so if I don't understand a detail, that's where I get hung up sometimes. And like, like understanding even the details of like this chapter, what was the dike, man? I just it kept kind of sticking to me. And I'm sorry, I just Dang you know, dike, like, on dike. And then I went on Tolkien Gateway, and I was looking more just about how that was a barrier that they. Uh, first had to overcome and they they fell back because I when I first read I thought they just left all those those folk up there at the dike and they're now back <laughs> hiding but they they were that was a first defense yeah and right. then those men were you know sort of uh, pursued back yeah so anyways yep. but uh, Melissa finishes though and she says anyways thank you all so much for uh, all you do uh, with the podcast and for the hours and the hours of entertainment I frequently run long distances and you all are perfect. <sighs> Uh, a perfect distraction to get me through the pain. So I love how we hear the ways in which people listen. Yeah, it's you pretty know? cool. Huh? It's like, are you listening at work, on a drive, on a jog? You know, yeah. uh, it's kind of fun. Well, thank so. you, Melissa, for your uh, your patronage and your support, too. Uh, yeah. You know, that, uh, it's a name we've been coming across uh, for a long time. So yes. we're really yeah. happy to finally get a chance to share your story. So yeah, Absolutely. Beautiful story. Awesome. I, I was looking at the doc waiting, waiting for you to scroll it down. Wow. <laughs> you have your own controls there friend <laughs> yeah we got uh jacob smethurst yeah coming up here all right and hopefully that's the name you guys if you're in the group you'll recognize uh some of his artwork that's right so and also his mom's account which he opens with this is actually my mom's account mm-hmm. uh, i think when he first started jumping in it was on his mom's account yeah uh my name's jacob and i'm 15 and i absolutely adore your podcast well we adore you jacob you know that I'm coming to you from the Shire of Britain in a little village called Dunham Massey. Or Dunham Massey. <laughs> I found your... That's probably pretty bad, isn't it? I found your podcast a week ago. Uh, this would have been, you know, months ago. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And I'm already on episode 14. Although I did listen to the Casa Doom episode first. Only because I listened to four episodes in one day. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't get enough of them, and soon I'm going to run out of them. My Lord of the Rings story started when I was around seven, and my dad had the box set of the trilogy. We watched, uh, and we watched The Fellowship. We got, to, we got to around the Mines of Moria, and we had to turn it off as I hated it. Wow. Mm. I found it so boring and terrible and set a horrible first experience for me and Lord of the Rings. Funnily enough, when I was about 11, I was off sick from school for a day, uh, with my sister's portable DVD player, and the only thing I had was the box set. So I watched <laughs> every film from start to finish, which ended with me in tears as I found it the most amazing thing I'd ever seen in my life. I became completely obsessed and watched them over and over again. As I am a keen reader, my parents bought me the books for Christmas, but I never got into them as the text was simply too rich for me. And I basically skimmed through the box without even understanding or sorry skim through the book without even understanding what i was reading 
Since then, the book stayed stored away somewhere, and I started to forget about my love for the trilogy. But about a month ago, I decided for no apparent reason to pick up The Fellowship and start reading. Mm. I loved it. I couldn't put it down. As I play piano and adore music, I was listening to The Battle of Pelennor Fields, definitely Howard's best song, apart from The Breaking of the Fellowship. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. There's a conversation. Mm. When I decided to go searching for podcasts, yours was the first thing to come up, and I listened to the Minds of Mori episode. I couldn't explain how much I en- or I couldn't explain how much I enjoyed both of your explanations and thoughts on the power of the Belrog uh, and how Gandalf had met his match. I loved the ancient history of the story and hoped to read the Silmarillion along with you. Mm -hmm. Wow, I look forward to that adventure too, Jacob. I can't explain how much your podcast means to me and it's the only thing I really think about at the moment and I can't wait for more of them. Wishing you luck and praying that you continue this podcast to the very end. Jacob, we'll be with you until the very end, my friend. Mm -hmm. P.S. Thank you for giving me somewhere to send my art. We love your art. Keep sending it. It's been a while since we've seen some, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get on it, boy. Send us some more. And PPS, uh, please could you shout forth Aerolingus as loud and dramatically as you can. <laughs> Ezra, do we do this together? I, I feel like, yeah. yeah Winnie I just should. woke up. I can hear her upstairs, so we can kind of shout this for Oh, cool. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Fourth Aerolingus! There it is, just for wow. you. Did you. Winnie stop. Did she stop? Oh, boy. No, she's still yeah, she's crying. back. Okay. All right, let's end this bad boy. Jacob, thank you so much, man. Awesome. Thank you guys for that. Remember, if you have your story, send it to um, up an unexpected pod at gmail.com. Yep. Right? And, yep. We'll, and we'll get it out there. We will. Uh, strawberries with cream, real quick, Ezra. Uh, with whom would you choose to draw swords for an hour? Wow. So you got one hour. Yeah. Draw swords. Draw swords and fight. Who are you going to fight with? So from the story? There are no say, stipulations. On I was going to say, I was, uh, wow. I'm going with you, bro. I was going to say you. So that's, <laughs> there it is. Cause we do this for about two and a half hours. You know, uh, I know all the time. So. I know. Honestly, I was thinking about this. I was like, man, dude, I would, it's uh, what, what would you wield? What do you think? I almost see you getting a big old ax. An ax? Maybe. I like swords. I would love a big sword, but you know what else I would love to do is like whip those little knives around like Legolas. Yeah. Just sort of. Slicing and dicing, making yeah. some sushi. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, I would love I, I, that. Yeah, I, lo- I well, yeah, I like a big, I like a good sized sword, a decent sword. Yeah, you know, we're talking Andrew length, like sixty three nah, inches or whatever. Whatever, whatever, um, whatever. What's his name? So Aramir's sword was. What did he call it? Oh, I love that. Yeah, it was a cool name he had. Goosewine. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, yeah. So I draw swords with you. He's a big sword man. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> I would love it. It'd be great. Uh. uh is that the shortest strawberries with cream ever? Yes, it is. And I'm as as we're talking about that, I'm smelling my beautiful, mm, my beautiful uh, strawberries with cream candle here. Does my smell really good, actually. Gosh, that Texas candle cakery. I tell you what, mm-hmm. gonna blow it out though because we're almost at an end here. We are. Well, guys, um, honestly, you know, thanks, and and we, um, you know, have we decided what we're doing next week? I don't know. We had initially, we originally talked about taking a week off, right, for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we had. But uh, maybe, 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 maybe you guys poll. will have a, a break, or maybe you'll be surprised. Maybe, yeah, yeah. You, you know? might have a break. You might, we, uh, you might be surprised. Maybe we'll put a poll up. We'll see what people think. So, uh, all right, guys. Hey, uh, share the load. Uh, just our little plug to kind of um, mention that we have our Patreon uh, account set up there. Yep. We talked uh, before the. We had a good hour and 
like an hour and a half sure did. Uh, uh, chat with our patrons before we started this one. So we're uh, deep into the night now, but uh, definitely had a good time there. And uh, Lane was on the floor answering questions. Literally, literally on, on the, the floor. floor. I literally I had to turn the mic and lay it down on the ground so they could hear him because he had some back issues. And, um, you know, we got some we got deep, you know, they were asking Lane some solid good questions deep. and. And uh, we learned a lot of stuff. So if you're interested in that kind of stuff, I mean, honestly, if you want my opinions on Harry Potter, yeah, that was, that was, uh, you know, um, okay. So, so, just felt like someone shoved a, a knife right into my backside. Are you okay? That was cool. I don't are know you what cramping that was. up or what. No, I think it's more like um, what are they called? Uh, I wish people could have saw what I just saw. Hemorrhoids. I think I might you have just a hemorrhoid. shot out of your chair. That was that it was, killed. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing. Talk about drawn swords. Heart. Good Lord. Anyways. Don't sheathe <laughs> so, it there, my friend. I'm glad you didn't knock the mic over. Hallelujah. Good job. Good job. Um, anywho. Ooh. Anywho, we had a good time. We had a good discussion. We did. So that was a lot of fun. If you guys want to yeah. do that. Uh, we talked with them, and I think when we come back from Thanksgiving break, we're going to try to schedule a few of our appendices with them. Yes. Uh, and go on and, and move on from there. Um, we will. Uh, we postponed our, um, our PPP. That will be next week for yes. uh with with jen shepherd yep, that's right uh, so we've got that uh recorded and we'll have goldberry uh kind of talk talk us through that so that should be Pretty a good exciting. time so we're kind of spacing those out but then we've got several uh in so we've, yeah. we've uh, we're getting a few more folks that we want to kind of feature and yep. uh you're gonna get to know those folks very well so they support the show and and they uh really help us out a lot so Big you time. know Big i mean look time. at phil look at, all the, look at those those posters i mean solid man solid you know all right, guys. Hey, thanks again. So that's uh, patreon.com forward slash um, uptalkingtolkien. You guys can check out all that goodness there. And, uh, yeah. All righty. Time for our weekly well wishes. Formerly Fortnite farewells. We want to thank you for doing battle with us. Our next episode will be hitting the trail into Chapter 8 of Book 3, The Road to Isengard. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a Hobbit fortnight. And remember, Frodo lives. Frodo lives, man. You know what I'm saying? Gandalf, I told you I seen you. Frodo lives. You leave my thousand alone, boy. Talk to my king. You leave my king alone, Gandalf. I'm going to put some goose wine in your Gandalf, bottle. I've been up in here for a long time.
At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.